Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. 2017 for It's The Real has been extremely successful by every metric. Every single metric, but especially when it comes down to the numbers. Those are metrics. Those are the metrics. So let's go through them, Jeff. Here's a list of all the numbers that matter to It's The Real. We did 7,000 miles to and from London. 7,000 is the number of times we talked about going to Nando's. And one is the number of times we actually went to Nando's. All right. 66 is the number of episodes we did of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. And 66 times you you said where are you originally from that is true 66 is also the number of times a guest has been like wait there's another brother and three are the number of rosenthal brothers there are one is the number of debut albums that we put out this year and it took us three years to work on the debut album we popped two bottles of champagne in the street at midnight when we released the album and we had one phone call from our mom saying that she bought the album on itunes listened to the whole thing straight through and cried tears of joy which is so much better than the alternative by yeah. the way uh one is the number of concerts that we sold out at sobs in 2017 three months before we dropped our debut album right 400 is the number of people who waited for two hours for us to hit the stage because just blaze was running late and 515,000 plays on spotify for sugar high featuring currency and smoke dizza which almost did not make the album that is true 212,000 plays so far on spotify for girl your ass is like a metaphor two times we shot the exact same video for <laughs> waco 10 members of Rockefeller on the same stage with us and 600 people in the building watching live one million is the number of times we emailed a AJ Calloway to be on our podcast. Zero amount of times we got a response from AJ Calloway. One time we asked Killer Mike to be on our podcast. And zero is the number of minutes it took for him to invite us to record it at his home in Atlanta. Four. First time Grammy nominees on our podcast this year. That's Cardi B, Shy Glizzy, Killer Mike, and Rhapsody. And six if you include Lil Uzi Vert and Migos, who were both on in 2015. Three is the number of episodes revolving around Joe Budden's friends. And three is the number of episodes revolving around Joe Budden's friends that are in our top three episodes of the year. That's with uh, Rory, Maul, and Nadeska. We had nine guests with DJ in their name. But zero of the number of guests include DJ Academics. 10 is the number of Netflix picks we said we chose for the first episode of Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review the Movies. But it might be eight that we actually did. All right, well, whatever. Yeah. Two is the number of episodes we had to scrap because the construction outside our building was so bad. And there were four guests who agreed to come over and did not show up during the 12 days of podcast. Shout out to them. Name them right now, Jeff. Name them right now. Do you really want me to? No. Oh. A million is the number of pata pieces that we have worn this year. Shout out to our good friends over there in Amsterdam. And zero is the number of meals that we cooked for our guests this year. Which is the greatest. One is the number of book projects we worked on in 2017. And three is the number of dope It's The Real t-shirts we've designed this year two of them jeff are available now on it's slash shop one is only available for friends and family and jay-z and beyonce yeah, sorry to everybody else who wants that friends and family and jay-z and beyonce shirt zero is the number of days off that we took this year 120 hours of content on our itunes two is the number of haters that we have zero is the amount of mind we plan on giving those haters in 2018 that's right infinite is the number of AKAs we have. And the same amount of things we accomplish by being our own managers. And the possibilities for It's The Real in the new year, and I'm sure for all of you out there as well, go get it. Don't let anything stop you, least of all yourself. Give advice. Give gifts. Give your heart. Thank people. Be open to new things. Be sure of yourself. Be good to yourself. Show love. Tell people you love them. And... 
get a bunch of tickets to our upcoming show at SOBs on January 10th, 2018. It's called It's The Real, Two SOBs. It's going to be storytelling, music, comedy, a whole lot of people that you want to hang out with that night. Shout out to everybody who's already bought tickets. Shout out to everybody who's going to buy tickets. January 10th, 2018, it's going down our next live show here in New York City. Go to itsthereal.com and get tickets right now. Now, Jeff, today on the podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Mayor. 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 Mayor, who you guys might know from his shoe collection. But what you might not know is the insane story that is behind the man known as Mayor. Mayor is originally from the Bronx. Yes. And talks about sort of the hard scrabble life he he came from, but also how he got out of that and into the shoe game yeah and you know he's again known for his shoes but he was in the nightclub scene he dealt with dealing drugs he dealt with getting locked up at 30 years old he's a family man now he's a grandfather which is crazy because you look at the guy and you're like really you can't be that old <laughs> and he was like listen i'm not as old as ted smooth so shout out to ted smooth shout out to ted smooth <laughs> Anyway, Mayor's got a wonderful story, a true roller coaster of a life, but a great ending. And man, this guy is very unique and one of a kind. And I'm thrilled that we got him for the podcast. Yes. And uh, I'm glad that we survived the 12 days of podcast so we that can make this one too. happen. Guys, you should go back and listen to all 12 episodes of the podcast. Get through your travels back to wherever you are living or working right now from your relatives' home. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Looking forward to the new year. Shout out to everybody who has spread the word about 12 Days of Podcast and about A Waste of Time with It's The Real. And Jeff, when do you want to get into this? Uh, right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Cocaine Cowboys, a.k.a. Miami Bass. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Good Dick, a.k.a. Pipe Bomb. And it's your boy, Mayor. This is the weirdest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> yeah, this is A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Mayor, what's happening? What's good? What's good? Everything's yo? good, man. Thanks for coming up to the Upper West Side. Absolutely. This is this is like the second part of town for me. I used to I I, I didn't live too far from here a while ago. Really? Yeah, I used to live on 122nd and Seminary Row. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not too far. Why? Because my <laughs> girlfriend at the time, her family used to work at Columbia, so we had the in- insane four-bedroom apartment and that shit cost like $400 a month. <laughs> Same with this. No, no, right exactly. na- right exactly. now that shit is probably like Six thousand a month right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 we ran into you at Complex Con. Oh, that's where it was. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it was. Um, oh, yeah, you got threatened me. That's right. You, yeah. you, were, you were walking around just like this with your jewelry just out there because no one is gonna fuck with you. That's what I do. <laughs> I definitely run around dolo. I definitely wear a lot of jewelry, and you're just out here. I welcome anybody that wants to say hello. So, um, I'm here to say hello. <laughs> Let's start from the very beginning. Where are you originally from? I'm from the Bronx, South Bronx, born and bred. Okay. Um, Michelangelo Houses, Patterson Projects, one of the worst projects in the world. My mom's is from Michelangelo Houses. She was a hustler her whole life. She used to go play bingo, gamble, drop me off at my grandmother's house, Patterson Projects. Big family, small family? Small families. My mom's me, my grandmother, my grandfather. I used to move back and forth around. Very small family. Like, you know, it was just me and my mom's. Yeah. How'd you get around the Bronx? walking yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of beating up air force ones a lot mm-hmm. of beating up pumas and pro kids and everything else <laughs> did you get along with all the kids who grew up around you yeah yeah i mean your basic you know your basic little hood fights and you know make fun of your sneakers or make fun of your dirty clothes or you know call you a bum or some dumb shit and <laughs> yeah yeah we definitely had a little it was fun though how was your snap game 
very very good. <laughs> i'm very i'm very quick on my feet yep. yeah yeah definitely well, you better fucking prove it on this podcast <laughs> hey listen let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah let's go you know me yeah yeah your head's so big that uh yeah, yeah. Um, your mother wear a pair of bubblegum drawers because she always popping shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you grow up in the time when like bronx gangs were running shit yeah, I grew up around Pisces and Black Spades, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You couldn't go to 18 Park. There was dice games going on. Like, not see, though. These are real crap games. Yeah. And, and you know, dodging crack bottles and heroin and, you know, to survive all that. And I've never done a drug in my life. Like, yeah. I've never smoked weed. I've never smoked a cigarette. You know, I, I drink a little bit in the club. I always get stuck with the bill, so I might as well have one, <laughs> you know, one glass of champagne or right. one beer or something. So I always get stuck with the damn bill. Why didn't you uh, smoke? Why didn't you do drugs? Why I was you? one of those guys. I never, I seen what it did. I never wanted to be impaired. Mm-hmm. I, I used to walk by and see my uncle. My uncle Kuba is like my, my, my aunt's boyfriend. It wasn't really her husband. But um, but he was like called, family. Right. Yeah. You know, my uncle Kuba used to be outside with the dice games, and I used to see how, like, the, al- the alcohol and the, and the heroin and the drugs, what they called the smack back then, how it would have people wilding out and bugging and angry and fighting. And he was always the calm dude, like, yo, chill. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get your money or blah, 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 so on and so forth. And I seen him slap the shit out of a few people and... I seen some people not fall because they were so high that, you know, they got the dauphine lean and the right. dauphine nod. And I never wanted to be impaired. Like, I always seen him on point. And to mm-hmm. see him on point, I always wanted to be that way. So that's what it was for me. What kind of shoes were you wearing, like, early on? Oh, man. I, my mom's was, we grew up dirt poor. Mm-hmm. I used to, I mean, I got laughed off the block because I wore a pair of skippies. So what? F- funny story. What my, are those? <laughs> worse than that. The skippies, they're $1.99. Like, it was shit like that. So. But funny thing, like, there was a division of Spalding I came to find out later on. It was a shoe called the Mark V. My government name is Mark. Mm-hmm. I thought I was the coolest guy <laughs> in the world because I had a sneak I had a sneak on my, my name on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back to the block. I got laughed nah. off the block. I mean, ridiculed, like, fighting, yeah. throwing bottles, like, mad, like, like not real bottles, but quarter water bottles, yep. like, like, mad, angry, urgh. Yeah. And I vowed that would never happen again, so... If I had to steal money from my grandfather when he was sleeping in the sweet floors in the barbershop, I wear the same T-shirt, same jeans, same drawers, but I sure as hell had a brand new pair of sneakers on. Did anyone try to take your sneakers? I never had that run. I mean, I've seen it. It was in the neighborhood all the time. I never had that run your sneakers. Right. Nah, nah. I was, Nobody I was, was trying to steal your Mark Fives. He wasn't touching those. Well, what's the, they could have had them. They could have had that with the matching Menudo shirt. <laughs> what was the appropriate like answer? Isn't it like when someone's like, "Yo, what size are those?" You say like mine. Your size. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Your size. It was, yeah. Yeah. What, what size you wear? Your size. <laughs> but now nah, I never had. I mean, I've seen it a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I've never. I never had that problem. Thank God. But um, it was definitely. I was there when. These kids nowadays can't run around like you can't go to a sneaker show now and run around with thousands of dollars in your pocket and think you're right. gonna make it out the block. Like, right. Like I literally almost slapped the shit out of somebody downstairs now when I got out the Uber. Is that right? Yeah, it's two dudes on the corner. Just you know, I got all my jewelry on and they staring yeah. and I'm just so you know basically I'm looking for your building and yeah. I'm just staring like what the fuck y'all looking at? Yeah. And of course they both put their heads down pretty quick. Growing up in the Bronx, how much did you move around Manhattan like freely on the trains or any of that? Oh no, nah, all over. I ran all over the place. I was in Harlem all the time. I used to go to Willie Burgers when mm-hmm. you know back in the you know the AZ days and yep. the Alpo days and because all them dudes used to come to the Bronx and fuck all the chicks in my neighborhood. I used to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> like really, I, I, I'm from the era where a chick would not give you no buns if she lived in your building, but she would fuck everybody in Harlem. <laughs> So that's the era that I'm from. So, you're like, I'm so shout out to my girl home. Angie, shout out to my girl Tanya. <laughs> I mean, like all them chicks that ain't give me nothing. Like, no, like literally, like 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 Rob Bass and Easy Rock will pull up. Eric B will pull up. I don't care if y'all got wives. I'm telling. Them. <laughs> um, and they would literally smash everything on my block. I used to be real tight. Damn, mad. 
So were you like, I have to be a rapper. I have to, you know, be a dealer. I had to do something, yeah. but it still didn't work. <laughs> it still didn't work. But now nah, it was funny because I used to say that all the time. Like, I, we had this little window in front of my building. I used to call it the worry window. Okay. All the chicks would be just sitting outside worrying <laughs> which dude was going to pull up to pick them up. But I used to crack up on that. And but that was definitely it. So now I moved around a lot. I went to Harlem a lot. But it's funny because I would take the 19 bus. Mm-hmm. Because we, we used to have, like, what, what Ubers are now is called the OJ. So if you had a couple of dollars, you would call the OJ. Like, a Pathfinder would pick you up or a Cherokee would pick you <laughs> yeah. up. And you thought you was balling on Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> but when I was popped and I ain't had no money because I always wanted to get fresh. So if I got fresh and had no money left, I would literally walk across the bridge because I was walking distance. Yep. Or I would take the 19 bus. Tokens. Literally, tokens. Yep. yep. With transfers. And get off on the block after, which was 8th Ave, and then walk back down. Or the 7th Ave, because I would walk back down on Lennox to Willie Burgers, mm. and then I would walk back down. Like, I was cool and sitting there yeah. stunned with everybody, but it was... What else was going on down in down in Harlem? I mean, Harlem was Harlem was special at that time. Harlem was was drug dealer central. It was it was special. I mean, funny story, like like ASAP Ferg, his father, D. Ferg, yep. had the store Ferg 54, like on the, and like every, like all that was there to see all of that. There was this girl that used to have this hair salon there, and I think her name was Sandy next to the Baskin Robbins. And to see all that stuff and then to see what it is now is like, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you can go to Apple. Well, now you can't go to Applebee's. Applebee's there is used to shut be down. Applebee's on, on 125th that you could have gone to. But now there's like a Burlington coat factory and like a, a Whole now, Foods. Harlem, and- <laughs> Harlem is, I mean, it's it, not the 125th it, Mart. It's, like- it's definitely not 125 anymore. Like I used to go shopping in. Like, it's crazy. Like, I used to go shopping there all the time, and we used to go to this spot. I can't think of the name right now. The Applebee's? Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> we used to buy our Air Forces from there. Like, it was a hole in the wall. And it burned. I remember when it burned down, like, in 91 or 92, I cried. Yeah. I would go there, and we would buy Air Force Ones, and then, like, the shoes would be, like, $69. And if you wouldn't sell out the next day, like, two days later, it'd be $65. Right. You could haggle. And when that place burned down, I cried. I can't think of the name. It's going to hit me in a minute. Did you did you buy, like, a number of shoes, like, at once? I mean, when I was hustling, because, you know, I, I did dabble in my day, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely buy more than one pair of sneakers, two mm-hmm. pair of sneakers, and try to front. And then one of my first jobs, I used to work in Blimpies and mm-hmm. Sweet Delight ice Wait, cream stores. Wait, the Blimpies that was over here? There was a Blimpies mm-hmm. in Taino Towers on 122nd and 3rd. I used to work over there. I was making like $3 an hour off the books. Damn. No working papers. I was like 14. Yeah. Shit was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I almost cut my hand off making ham <laughs> and cheese sandwiches. Almost cut my hand off with the bread. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would do that. I worked in an ice cream store called Sweet Delight in the hood. Yep. And then, did um, you really sweep at the at the barbershop? Yeah, I swept at the barbershop when I was a kid. Oscar's barbershop. I used to walk up to the barbershop and sweep the floors for like five dollars. Damn, and five dollars was a lot of money. I would try to do that shit every day. It's better every than the three dollars at Subway. Yeah, definitely. Subways didn't exist. Subways didn't exist. But um, I would go. I would do that. And um, like I would, like I said, my grandfather. My grandfather was again Puerto Rican shit. My grandfather wasn't my real grandfather. That was my grandmother's boyfriend. Okay. they were thirty years apart in age. Whoa. Yeah. But, Which way? My grandfather was like, he died when he was 93. Okay. So, um, he was he, older. He was older. Okay. And then, you know, he was, a, he was in World War One. Whoa. That's how old he was. He was in World War One. So, who did he fight for? <laughs> <laughs> he was Irish Puerto Rican. Yeah. So, there you go. But, um, it's funny because they used to be like in the foxholes back in the days and they would pin everything to, to their pants and to their clothes. So, he used to sleep. And his green army boxers, they look like military green boxers, and he would pin his money to a sock and safety pin it to his underwear. 
And my grandfather was a straight drunk. <laughs> it, it got to the point where if there wasn't no more alcohol, he would drink the cooking wine in the <laughs> house. So I would catch him when he was fucked up, and I would unpin the fucking safety pin off and his pants, and I would run. take some of them. And I would t- and I, see, I was a good thief. I would take some of the money. Because yep. if you take the whole thing, you're going to get your ass whipped in right. the morning. So I'd take like $20, $25 Put it back. It'd be like a hundred dollars, hundred eighty dollars in there. Back in the seventies, late eighties, that was a lot of goddamn money. We yeah. gonna say the eighties because I was ten. I was born in seventy two, so yeah. in 82, 84, 85, I was like, yo, it was the funniest shit ever. Like I would literally take the money out and put pin it back up on him. He was See, so that's drunk. That's like you have to learn to do that. So obviously you fucked up at some point. <laughs> nah, he was so drunk that it was easy because he would pass out and be in a damn near coma. I mean, I would look like I, I was safety pin it off one time and wouldn't take nothing and then put it back. Like, I was a real working thief. Like, yeah. I figured that shit out. <laughs> How did went, you make it right in your head? I didn't. No, just, just, you're like, I this didn't. Is wrong. But I took care of him at the end. Like, my grandfather died in my arms. Like, oh, I, rem- I remember leaving high school. They told me he was sick. Like, it's so funny. I was I was so in charge in my family because I was one of the only men in, in, in the house that when I was in high school, he died. I think I was in ninth grade. When he died, you know, there was no cell phones back then. Mm-hmm. The contact number was my high school. Like, I left the number to the high school. And someone found you. I, I was. I never forget. I was. I got into a fight with a dude six foot six named Keith Bowman. Just, and just for the record, anybody out there, uh, Mayor is not six foot six. I'm five seven <laughs> yeah. and a half. You gonna give me my half? Or I'll <laughs> fuck you up. Yeah. You gonna give me my half? Yeah. I'm five eight with Tim's on. Yeah. What? I'm five seven and a half. I was fighting a dude named Keith Bowman who was six six, and I was literally whipping his ass. What were you guys fighting over? A chick named Sharice Hamilton. Damn, Sharice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All because Rob Bass fucked her? No, that, that wasn't that one. That was another one. That was Tanya or Angie. That was Tanya. That was Big Titty Tanya. Shout to Big Titty Tanya. Shout to my goddaughter Jazz. Your mom's had big titties growing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we was fighting and I was I got pulled into this is all God. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is all God. Like, like this is how you know God is great. And you know, he took my grandfather because it was time for him to go and he gave me an amazing life with him. Mm-hmm. Um we got pulled into the class to get suspended. They called my moms in. I was sitting there waiting. My moms comes in. As my mother comes in, and my moms is a straight hood rat. My mom, as I'm walking in the door, like my moms is walking into the to the dean's office, fucking me up already with her face before I even before she even <laughs> lays hands on me. Like, you fucked up. My mom's is about to whip my ass, and she starts putting the beats on me right there. Like, and she's literally slapping the shit out of me and hitting me. And you can get away with this back then. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there like this. <laughs> Maybe I can see my face right now. Y'all she, so, she beat you worse than the other dude. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So she's putting the beats on me. The phone rings. It's the hospital calling for me. And you're both there. My mom's is right there. And at that point, this is her father. Fi- uh, well, this is like her pops. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's not her father, but it's her yeah, father. Yeah, yeah. So the, you know, the hospital calls. You know. Santo Davaje, he's dying. We can give him a tracheotomy and keep him alive. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, nah, don't do that to my grandfather. You ain't gonna put him in no pain. And I'm in ninth grade. Like, I really know what a fucking tracheotomy right. is. But my mom told me that that shit is painful. So I was like, nah, fuck that. So I'm about to get suspended. I'm looking at my mom's. My mom's are like literally whipping my ass. And I'm looking at my mom's like, yo, we're about to get the fuck out of here. Like, let's go. And, this, and the school's like, you know, suspension. My mom's looked at the dean and was like, fuck you. Yeah. Jump in the cab. We get the VA hospital up in Highbridge. Um, so we get up to VA hospital, and when I get there, he's laid out butt naked on a slab. And I'm like, damn. And I, I remember grabbing my grandfather and holding him. He squeezed my hand, and I was like, y'all, well, I love you. And I'm saying, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, prior to that, I used to bathe him every night, give him sits baths, sit mm-hmm, him in the tub, mm-hmm. bathe him. Like, I used to take care of my grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, literally get him butt naked, put him in the tub, get in there with him, wash him, clean him up. You know, I'm not ashamed of. No, you, you look know, out that's, for him. That's yeah. my grandfather. That was my grandfather. Yeah. That was my man. Like, yeah. he, he kept me right my whole life. Um, 
And I'll never forget, he squeezed my hand and he just died. Like, just like literally squeezed my hand and went. That's the first time. You know, I seen death in the hood, but I never experienced it family-wise. Right. That was the first time I experienced it. So, you know, me and my natural anger, my natural state, because I'm a mean fucking individual, I blacked out. I start throwing chairs into the wall. Right there. In the hospital, I start punching holes in the wall. Like, I gave the hospital. The hospital sent my family like a $3,000 bill. Holy shit. Yeah, so... Like, I'm punching the walls. We right next to the ICU. I'm breaking shit, going nuts. My mom's just trying to calm me down. Now, I told you, my mom's a lunatic. Yeah. She's putting the beats on me in the hospital. And I'm still going in a rage. And then finally, she grabbed me. I had hair at the time. She grabbed me by my hair, and she just pulled me. And she was like, yo, relax. And she's cursing me out, like, screaming, like, yo, stop. Fuck you doing. Relax, relax. And my mom's like 5'2 on a good day. <laughs> like, my mom's borderline small person. Right. I ain't gonna get 5'3 and here. Tim's. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Could she have beaten Keith up? <laughs> yeah, she'd have fucked me and Keith up at the same time. My mom's is a hood rat for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got another story with my mom's one time. We got mugged in the park and she pulled a knife out on the dude that mugged us. Shit. Yeah, yeah my mom's was retarded. <laughs> you wasn't taking the bingo money that night. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. But, yo, like, my mom's was like, you know, she grabbed me and she blacked out. And then, you know, like, even when I got to the funeral home a few days later, like, I blacked out in the funeral home. Like, I, I, I couldn't, ex- I never knew how to, how to like absorb that stuff. It was all rage to me. Yeah. And then I learned and Well, how do you move forward after that? Um making sure my grandma was good. Every time I worked, paycheck would go over there. Like I was taking care of my family from when I was a kid. Like no matter what I was doing. If it was, you know, like my second like after like I was I jump all over the place. I always do that when I do interviews. Mm-hmm. I apologize, but they, they wind up being fun. Yeah. So prior to that, but while that was happening, then eventually I wound up getting a job in a sneaker store. Mm-hmm. Of course, working in a sneaker store, you'd be the happiest guy in the world because yeah. you're in a sneaker store. But that didn't pan out that good either. We'll get to that <laughs> later. But um, I was always, any paycheck I made, something went to my grandmother. I would buy her jewelry. Like, I would try to do everything with my little paychecks. Yeah. And I took care of my grandmother my mom's. My mom's was a drinker. She was an alcoholic. So I would make sure things popped up all the time. But, like, even through the whole growing up, like, my mom's, who, like I said, was a straight hood rat, she, mm-hmm. she would make sure that Breakfast was made, I was dressed, I went to school, came home, I had dinner, and then she would ship me off to my grandmother and go out and binge out and do whatever she wanted to do, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, So my mom's instilled a lot of, like, I don't give a fuck what you go do, right. but take care of your shit first. So she, your mother was a big drinker, but that didn't necessarily affect your day-to-day? Nah, nah, my mom's was, I ain't miss a meal, I ain't miss no clothes on my back, you know, you know, we had mayonnaise sandwiches though, we had wish sandwiches, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. slap some bread together and wish you had meat on it, yep, yep. but um, we definitely had that growing up, but borrowing sugar from the neighbor, I had water, you know, I had cereal, I had Lucky Charms with uh, cereal, with mm-hmm. water, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. but um, she always did the best that she could and she always made sure we was good. And, and that was the cool part. And that's why me and my moms are still cool to this day. My moms are like my sister. Like, that's awesome. we, we curse each other out. Like, we flip. <laughs> like, because she was just like that. Yo, if you don't want to do something, say you don't want to do it. I'm still going to send you to go do it. <laughs> but, you know, my mom's on her rag. She's going to be like, hey, go to the store and buy me some super tampons. And I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here, mom. So you got to go to the store, right? You little tough man and shit. <laughs> little fat mark at the time. Yeah. And you go into the store and like, can I get some tampon supers? <laughs> I get some tampon supers and the guy's like what and the guy in the store is embarrassing me on purpose Poppy's like what you want supers <laughs> I'm like yo ah, yeah whatever so you know but yeah so like my mom's instilled a whole lot of she's like she instilled a whole lot of like family orientated shit in me and it sticks to this day that's like, awesome like even with my kids like my kids like you know my kids is like super grounded they all work you know they all they about their business and they curse me out when I ain't doing shit right. <laughs> yeah. So you're over on the east side working at a Blimpies. Mm-hmm. And is is that like 
a summertime gig? Is it like an after-school gig? Like Whatever hours. There was, a, there was a Blimpies in my neighborhood that a guy Carlos used to own. And I used to tell him, I want to work. He said, you can't work here because this is full, but I got another place. And it's in a bad neighborhood. Taino Towers on 122nd and 3rd. Y'all know that shit is rough. Mm-hmm. So it was over there. And he was like, listen, you know, you come by. If I need some work, you jump in the car with me. You go over there and you work with me. So I used to check with him every day. Sometimes it'd be after school. If I finish my homework, I'd be like, your mom, can I run downstairs and see Carlos? She'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Come back at 9 o'clock at night, work three hours. Get a little $9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. get a little 6 $9. On Saturdays, I would go with him all day, make myself a little 20 bucks, And, you know, I would, like I said, I would piece my grandmother off, piece my mom's off. You know, that's basically what it was. When does the... So the passion for shoes comes from you being made fun of for your shoes? Yes. that It all started when they laughed me off the block. I vowed that would never happen again. And if it, like I said, if it was stealing from my grandfather, sweeping floors, whatever I had to do. When I got the jobs, that helped. When I got the job in the sneaker store, right. I was the happiest guy in the world for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Until? Until I found out that I wasn't selling shoes. You were like the Al Bundy? (laughs) DeMeo Sporting Goods in the Bronx had a contract to make gun holsters for the 40th precinct of the NYPD. Okay. I was in the back in this room. Leather holsters would come out already in the shape. I would Mm -hmm. put it in a rivet machine, hit the rivet machine, and then that's all I did all fucking day (laughs) in a sneaker store. Why? Because that's my, that was my job in the sneaker money. store. I yeah. thought I was going to sell sneakers. <laughs> what a confusing store. That shit was so fucked up for me. I made it to the sneaker floor Eventually. a couple of, one yeah. or two days a week I made it to the floor when there, was, when there wasn't a urgency for gun holsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Which there always was. At, where I'm from? Yeah. yeah always. <laughs> so what did, what, did you, what did you have your eyes on in the store? Now, at that, at that time, it was New Balance boots that were low top with a little waffle bottom. It was Air Force Twos. It was all kind of crazy shit in the store. And I was just, like, I was in heaven. I was in shoe heaven. So every paycheck, I would buy something. Really? Try to buy something. Yeah, it was lottos in there. It was all kind of crazy shoes in there. And you would go home with those? I would go home with a pair of sneakers, like, every paycheck, every other paycheck. Yeah. Was, was your mom like, you have a lot of sneakers? My mom's, like, my mom's, so my mom's was one of those people that always had shit, too. So my mom's was a, on top of being like this, this, this. I hate to say the word her rat. She was street orientated. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom's was the degenerate gambler. So well, that's another way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a better way to put it. She was yeah. a degenerate gambler. But I mean, like bingo. That sometimes she won. No, no, mom, listen. Okay. My mom's never had a job. Okay. So I'm telling you, bingo, poker games with the maintenance men in the building. My moms would crack them. Dominoes yeah. in the hood. Yeah. Like, my moms was a real... My moms was a dude. She'll take them. Right. And she was just like that. And it was... So, she was always on her grind. So, she used to be like... And so, she always had stuff. Gotcha. It was always pocketbooks from Alexander or 85 $5 t-shirts in the house. It was always a whole bunch of stuff in the house. My moms had the closets full. Yeah. So, I kind of learned from her. Mm-hmm. Even though she was buying cheap shit. I learned from her. And... I guess I blame her. So okay, when you're in high school, damn, I, you yeah. fuck my whole it's shit like up. Therapy. When, yeah. When, yeah. When you were in high school and you got all those shoes and all those shoe boxes in your room, you're wearing those shoes though, right? No, definitely wearing shoes. It wasn't that many shoes in high school. It was okay. it was it was shoes in high school. We always kept sneakers, and like I said, I would I would dabble. You know, at ninth grade already, I was selling crack down the block where yeah. KRS One filmed my philosophy video. Really? Yeah, I was down there selling crack already. But for you, this, but, for, the, but, for this dude named Corey. Yeah. 
But like there isn't like a resale game at that point. Right? No, no, that didn't exist. You just right. wear the shoes. You what? You bought your shoes. You yeah. bought your you bought your pro kids. You bought your Puma suede. You bought your Puma Clyde's. You wore your shoes. There yep. was no resale resale market. That shit ain't even exist. <laughs> but you wore. There wasn't no eBay. There wasn't no cell phone. There wasn't nothing. <laughs> Tell me about this magical time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There was nothing. So you just bought the shoes and then you would break dance. <laughs> I definitely used to break dance. Did you really? Yeah. Cardboard the whole I used thing? Cardboard, linoleum, the whole thing. Where would you go? My block, it, uh, what you want to do? Ness from Rocksteady Crew used to be on my block. My man um Ray D used to do the crazy electric boogie. Were you nice? I used to I could I used to do 1999s. I used to do suicides when I land on my just, back. And, just prove it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I could show you video footage of me walking on my hands when I was 300 pounds. I walk on my hands. Holy I do dumb shit. shit. I Wait, there's back. a lot there. You were 300 pounds? Yeah, I used to be 320. Pounds. All muscle. <laughs> yeah. One big round muscle. <laughs> Worked out all the time. Yeah, I was 320 pounds. Man. What, what were you in high school, you think? Nah, nah, high school, I was like 190, 210. I right. wasn't, yeah, I started getting fat when I started getting money. Okay. But yeah, I got real fat and lazy. Like, yeah, I got fat. Like, I was a fat motherfucker. <laughs> um, you like also, a greasy, fat, nasty, three neck, fat motherfucker. Well, that means you nasty. were really rich. Yeah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I was hood rich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you also listen to freestyle music? Little TKA and all that, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Not Arabian Nights, all that <laughs> yeah. bullshit, a little bit, a little bit of that. It was okay. definitely a little bit of that. Um, did you get your driver's license at 16? I got my driver's license at 23. Okay. I used to sell crack and was driving Toyotas with somebody else's name. Right. Just, yeah, <laughs> buying tag cars. In 1996, I was buying tag Jettas. Yeah, I did that. I did all that shit y'all rap about, I did. For real. But, okay, so 16, getting a driver's license isn't even, like, a nah, thought. No, just jumping the, jump the back of my man Gary Gator's car when okay. I was 16. Okay, so, so you sell crack at, in ninth grade. Yeah, yeah, eighth, ninth grade, yeah. How, how, how does that come into your life? It was just a way of getting money, man. It was but was there a thought, like... Well, how much, how much, like, crack are we talking about here? No, nah, I used to sell, like, I used to work for somebody, so mm -hmm. I used to get a dollar a bottle. I used to sell $5 crack and get a dollar a bottle. But then at I, the shoe store? At, but I used to do dumb shit. Like, I used to shave some of the bottles and make myself some bottles and cut some bottles short, and then, then the $3 crack wave came where... Wait, why is that dumb, though? Because if you got caught doing that shit from the motherfucker that was plugging you, you might as well get your head knocked off. But if you don't get caught... I didn't get caught, yeah. thank God. So not not so terrible. And I was ready for whatever you know whatever repercussions came, I was ready for. Cause yeah. And your mom was even more ready because she I had was, a knife. I and was, she was ready to... Yeah. I, now my, yo, my mom didn't find out that I sold drugs until like 15 years later. Really? Some dude came home, some older dude that came home and was talking to my mother and was telling my mother stories about how I was one of the stand-up motherfuckers in the hood. I was grown already. My mom slapped the shit out of me one day when I came in the house. Now, I was like 29, 30. She was like, yo, come here. Let me talk to you for a second. She was like, you did all this when you was a kid? I was like, yo, ma, chill. Like, like literally, whop, slapped the shit out of me. I was like, lady, what the hell's wrong with you? She's always going to be your mother. Yeah, yeah, She hits me now. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm 45. My mom's calls me and be like, yo, you good? I'm like, yes, mother. Today, she told me to go to the doctor. Go to urgent care. Yeah. Like did, my mother's, I'm 45. Did I you go? go to fucking urgent care? I did. did. Hit. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I did. I got my, I, I got my moxicillin for my fucking strep throat. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So, so where'd you keep your money in your bedroom and in, in, in shoe boxes? Under my mattress. Under like, it, 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 it was the craziest shit. I had a um one of my closets had like the the towel. The towel was broke, so I would lay the money flat under the towel. I had this retarded towel. Yeah. I would put the big heavy toys there. Like, oh, I used to all oh, kind of dumb shit. I used to hide money every fuck. I used to hide it for myself. Damn. Under the sock drawer, under the drawer, you would pull the drawer out and tape it behind it. You know, you know how the drawer pops out halfway? You would get the duct tape and tape it behind there and push it all the way back. Did you surprise yeah. yourself any time? You're like, oh. 
No, no, I used to know where everything was, right. but it was how the money was hard because yeah. it was all small bills and like I used to get if I sold. If I ran through a couple of packs in a day, I made myself like two hundred dollars in a day for myself. And what do you? It's buy a lot then? of fucking money when Shoes, you're getting paid in singles and, and fives. Yeah, I would buy clothes. I would buy. It, it, it was one of those things. We go to the Chinese restaurant, give me four chicken wings and French fries. You know what I'm saying? Ketchup, yeah. hot sauce. But I got three of my dudes with me. Yeah, they're not hustling. That's fifteen dollars gone, twelve dollars gone right there. You take care of this. You buy some socks. You buy some underwear. You buy some clothes. Take a chick to get something to eat. You yeah. go to Burger King. Think you doing some fly shit. You go to McDonald's, which I worked at McDonald's too. Okay. Um, money goes. It, it, it just it would come and go. Then you would make yourself some bread. Then, like I said, three dollar crack came. Like one of the geniuses in my block was like, "Yo, listen, we're gonna sell three dollar slabs, and we're gonna move just as much volume." And then that shit turned into a war. The five dollar crack against three dollar crack. Motherfuckers getting shot. It was it was retarded. It was a bad ever where I came from. Like, yeah, it was bad over there. Well, where did you hide your drugs? Like we talked about where you hide your money, but where do you hide your drugs? My drugs I would give from the connect. I would pick it up every day. I wasn't taking nothing back home. Mm -hmm. gotcha. I, I was a pitcher. Like I used yeah. to work at that point, pitching. So I would just take the crack, whatever I would get. I would get 30, 40 slabs at a time, sell mm -hmm. them, go back at the thing. Just like the wire. Hide them under a rock, put them mm -hmm. behind here, put them in a tire well. You know, do what you gotta do. What were you afraid of at the time? I wasn't. I was more afraid of if I got locked up dealing with my mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like my mom's is the end all be all. Yeah. To this day, my mother's the end all be all. Were there any close calls? I got I got locked up. I mean, I got I got wrapped up one time right across the street from Morris High School where I used to go to high school. Police came and they was in Spanish. Donde está la manteca? Donde está la manteca? They was looking for heroin, mm. and I had mag. I had like I just grabbed my cracks. I had like forty slabs on me, thirty five slabs on me. And the guy was like, this your lucky day, motherfucker, because we looking for heroin, and threw me back. Holy shit. You don't understand. Like, I thought I was going down. That was and at, it. at that point, jail was jail. Yeah. It ain't, like, it ain't what it is now. So Jail was jail. Well, how do you how do you get through high school, and, like, is there a plan beyond that? Nah, it was day to day. It was no few. I, I didn't think I was going to be the biggest drug dealer in the world, and I didn't. Thank God I wasn't. Oh, I was, I've seen them all. I went to high school with Boy George, who's right. doing one of the first drug dealers ever to get an 848A, which is natural life in prison. Like 848 Kingpin charge. Like I went to high school with Boy George. I remember Boy George when he had holes in his sneakers. Next thing you know, he's driving fucking Lamborghinis on a 153rd and Colin Avenue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I seen that. Yeah. At that time, I was a little, you know, I was pitching for little dollar, you know, little pitching slabs for, you know, making a dollar, making a dollar off every bottle. By the way, if you can recognize that, how do the cops not recognize that? Because <laughs> their police was getting more money than we was. There you go. There you go. Like police was getting more money than we was back in the days. That's a fact. And if they grabbed you up, that shit was real. If they grabbed you up and you had mad bread on you, that shit, they, all right, get out of here, motherfucker. Break out. Were they like, hey, you're the holster guy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, I, I seen it. If they opened up the back of a trunk or something and they said it was mad bread there, mm -hmm. fuck out of here, yo. So you do graduate high school, though? I left 11th grade. Actually, yeah, I left, I got, I left 11th grade. Yeah, 11th grade. Long story. That's, I, I don't want to get into this yeah. one, but- Somebody tried to bust my head open eleventh grade high school and never went back to school. They bust two shots at me in the in, 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 in the gym class. Shit. And in gym class? In gym by the lockers, dual pulled out, tried oh. to bust me twice. I ran out the gym, never came back. For good reason. Went went to Hunt thirty eighth Street to a GED school, took a pre GED test. I scored so high, they was like, yo, it was another test in ten days. I went to class for ten days. The highest you can get on a GED score at that time, I think it was a three twenty five. I got like a two ninety. Holy shit. Yeah, I was a good student. You know so what, I'm but, what do you do with that GED after you get out of that? I went to college for 12 days. 12? 
I went to Mercy College in Do- Mercy College in Dobbs, Fairview, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days. That shit. You not, commuted up there? Or? That shit did not. I would take cabs. I was still getting money. Yeah, I'd just take a cab back and forth. What were you going for? I was going to liberal arts in the beginning. Just. Just well, a well-grounded no, education. We're talking about the beginning. It, yeah, that, it was the beginning. Was it? That was it. No, there was no nothing. Yeah. It was. It was a. There was a beginning. There wasn't yeah. no end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So college for twelve days. That shit was, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I ain't doing this shit. Well, why? What did you think? I didn't want to do. It. I just. It wasn't me. I got education. What? It wasn't. Well, why did you even sign up? I, I thought it was the right thing to do. Mm. I said, you know what? Motherfucker tried to take my head off. Let me try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to try to get some money. I'm still going to dabble around a little bit. Try to get some money. Try to get some bread and. And do the right thing while I'm doing it. And I had visions and aspirations of yeah. You, you know, didn't even make it to the homecoming dance. <laughs> I didn't make it to shit. There was a pool hall down the block, like Fieldston's pool hall wasn't too far. I used to jump. In, I used to go play pool, and it was so. It was the dumbest shit I ever did in my life. <laughs> so after you leave those amazing twelve days in college, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to college though. Yeah, th- yeah this is true. That this is, is true. Motherfucker can't tell me nothing. Technically, I went to college, motherfucker. I can tell you lots of things, by the way. <laughs> You you, sh- you should really go back to homecoming. You should be like, yo, I was here for a little bit. I went back to college for other reasons. Okay. Mm. Well, I, okay. It was a lot of money on a few campuses. So you out of town. <laughs> so you come back. Let's just say back. West Virginia had a lot of money. Are right? you still? <laughs> are you still living in the Bronx? Yeah, I'm living in the Bronx mostly. Like high school, I'm living in the Bronx. I got with my girlfriend at the time, my daughter's mother. Mm-hmm. Who I can't stand now, by the way, but she did give me my daughter. <laughs> Does she listen to this right now? Yeah, I don't know. If I could push out of a window I wish, and get away with it, I would. But um, So I was still messing with her, and we got, you know, her family had the the plug at 122nd mm-hmm. Seminary Road, mm-hmm. so I was dabbling. It's funny because I was 16, and I um and I lied to her until I was 18 because I knew she wouldn't pay me no mind. <laughs> and the shit worked. Well, <laughs> I bagged her. She found out today how old you are. So. No, no, she. I mean, she yeah. found out eventually. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so, after I got her pregnant a few times. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you're you're uptown, and like, what's the day to day like? It's weird because I was in the Bronx, but I would dabble in Harlem all the time. So I was back and forth. It's kind of where I got the nickname Mayor from. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to, the Mayor didn't come from sneakers. It came from the streets. So I used to be in the Bronx all the time I used to run around in Harlem whenever there was beef or whatever between rival people I knew both sides Yeah. so I used to try to be like calling favors like yo chill don't like you know what I'm saying like yo Jeff don't flip on Eric Eric yeah. don't flip on Jeff you know what I'm saying <laughs> we appreciate like, that yeah, fuck yeah. you Eric yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so they used to be like yo you like the fucking mayor my man Reggie White God bless the dead mm-hmm. um, he was like yo you like the mayor and the shit just stuck with me Man. and that's how I got the name yeah. so but you're still you're still in the streets I'm still in the streets, running around, dabbling here and there, met a few people, made a few moves, got a couple jobs, invested in a couple of things with a couple of dollars. And what, what are you, you investing in? Um, Your education? Yeah, yeah my <laughs> education. So at one point, I used to have a piece of a nightclub called the Legendary Club Essos. Yeah. Okay. So right. we had Ted Smooth on here. Right. Straight face. Do remember? Yeah. And he it's talked like about that. It's like he's here that. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was mess- it's funny, right? Real quick. So, so, so I don't know when you air this, but you're yeah. gonna air it right away. But you know, Jada Kiss and Fab's tape came out. Yes. Yeah. And Ted Smooth did the intro. First track. Right. So I was with Jada the other day at yeah. Concepts. We were shopping at Concepts downtown, and I was like, "Yo, Ted did his thing on that track." 
he was like, yeah, that shit, you know, Jada was like, yeah, that shit's crazy, you know, Jada with his voice. Yep. I can't do Jada now, yeah, but sometimes yeah. I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, I got a call. So I called Ted, I'm like, yo, Ted, how does it feel to be 99 fucking years old and finally, <laughs> and finally hit one? And he was like, yo, man, fuck you. And he I think he screenshotted the conversation and put it on his Twitter, on his Instagram. I'm like, yo, how the fuck does it feel to be 99 and finally no, have one? Because right, I you're listen to the intro all day long. Yo, your snaps long. are still, you're still right, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I listen to the intro all day long. That's all I listen to is the amazing. intro. amazing. Like, the, the, the whole tape is dope. I sound like 50 Cent. 50's the only person I know that still calls mixed like uh, CDs or, yeah. or music tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so the so whole joint is hot, but I keep listening to the intro all day. It's so long. dope. Now, nah, shit is retarded. He put a lot of work into that. Nah, they did that thing. Yeah. Shout out to Ted Smooth for finally hitting one. Definitely. So <laughs> Finally, my brother. So, <laughs> at 99 years old. Yeah, 99 so, and a half. So, Esos, where, where was that located? 38th Street and 11th Avenue, right oh. across the street from the Javis. And how do you get involved in, in Esos? Uh... That's an awful neighborhood, by the way. It was a beautiful neighborhood. <laughs> There's nothing over there. Now it's nice. <laughs> what? They got nice buildings. It's funny because my, my, like... my man Howie got an apartment on the corner of 38th and over there between 9th, between 10th and 11th, closer to the corner. Where Back the deal, then or now? No, now, okay, now, yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm looking at the building. I'm like, yo, this shit is dope, huh? He was like, yeah, it's beautiful. Come inside. I'm looking. And it just starts, I start envisioning. He's like, yo, what's the matter? I was like, yo, I bust a motherfucker in the head with a bottle right here. <laughs> I stabbed the motherfucker right here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, look at this shit now. Gentrification is a motherfucker, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you don't have like prostitutes lined up all up and no, down. No, not no more. None of that. None of that. Everything's changed. None of that. None Did, of that. Wait, outside of the Javits Center for like a prostitution conference? Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? How old am I? Yes. 45. You're not 45. You're lying. <laughs> the same age. I'm 45 and I use Beijing on my bed. I dye my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a light 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25 to the second pound. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so Esos. So I had, so a friend of a friend. Oh, uh, really? Mayor. This is our brother, Dan. Holy Dan, shit. This is Mayor. What's up? What's up, little white guy? <laughs> How the hell are you? How you making noise on my podcast? What's going on, fam? How you doing? You don't lock the door behind you? No. No, what? We're in the Upper West Side, not in, <laughs> not in 1972. So I brought my Bronx gun for nothing? Bronx not burning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad. All right, cool. All right. I, I can put it away now. So, Esso's, a friend of a friend reached out. They needed a couple dollars. I went, you had a couple dollars? I went to go get the couple dollars. Mm -hmm. I got the couple dollars. Quarter percentage of the spot. Never look back. Was a nightclub something that you thought you would be involved in? Hell fucking no. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. But it worked. Well, what works? I'm like an opportunist. Whatever. If something, if, if you got an idea and I got the bread and I think it's going to work, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to roll the dice. Yeah. So I rolled the dice. Essos was great for two and a half years. It was fucking amazing. They had it before I did, but they just needed some bread and I came in at the end. Well, what did you provide besides like funding? Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was away from the drug game at the time already. I was 22 when Essos, when I had Essos. It's crazy, 22 years old. Well, I mean, club. what separated Essos from like any of the other clubs around the city? I mean, not. I mean, the tunnel was the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Vertigo was Vertigo. Yeah. Essos was Essos. That I mean, quarter. Essos. I mean, we had, you know, Essos had, we had the dope nights. We had Maria Davis Mad Wednesdays, which was the hip hop night. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hence Jay Z 22 twos. Yep. Hence I always tell a story how they used to come in in the afternoon and prepay for their bottles of Cristal because they wasn't big on pulling their money out in the club. Man. And that's why I fell in love with them, no homo. Like, that's I, so smart, though. Like, that's how me and Clark got cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, Clark Ken is one of my best friends. Yeah. So, like, you know what I'm saying? To see all that and to watch that, to watch the way they moved at that time, watching it in real life, real time, was 
Cause I was the mother. I was getting. I was pulling the bottles out. I was pulling my money out. I was trying to take a chick. I had a permanent room. Oh, I'm about to get myself in trouble. <laughs> I hate you, white guy. Yeah. I had a permanent room. He at, said nothing. I by know, the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a permanent room at the New Yorker Hotel, like every Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Residency. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> it was. It was that crazy. Like. Yeah, all y'all kids, I probably knocked down your moms. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if you didn't, then Rob Bass did. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Eric B. Yeah. So, yeah. so who who else is coming through? Esso's at that time, man. Buster, Jay Z, Biggie did um the fuck bitches get money video in there. That was done in there. I remember they gave me five thousand dollars and came in there in the afternoon and tore my whole fucking club up. <laughs> Shout the big, God bless the dead. Was it worth the five thousand dollars? Fucking amazing. Yeah. It was one of the greatest nights ever. Greatest afternoons ever. Yeah. Um. Wow. Um, shit, I had Keith Murray, Foxy Brown. I had them do the um, I Shot You. They verses off I Shot You for like two bottles of Moet. <laughs> so everyone who walks in, are I they had like- Apache do Gangsta Bitch in Essos. Like, I had that. Like, I had Little Kim. Shit, Little Kim charged me $8,000 to perform, and her whole little crew tore my fucking club up, the little <laughs> bastards. Like Larceny and the Sixes and yeah. all them little motherfuckers who I love to this day. They tore my club apart. And they wasn't supposed to be drinking. So these little bastards, I tell them, yo, no drinking. Kim comes 100 deep. Yeah. Kim came a Kim was so Brooklyn. She came 100 deep to the club for real. Like Kim moved. Kim moved like. If they have a problem at the door, did they call you? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was the guy that like when Mike Tyson came home from jail, he came to SOs and. I told Anthony Pitts, like his bodyguard, that he wasn't coming in. And he was like, yeah, okay, money. Like, I'm searching y'all. He was like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. And he's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, I'm not. Right, right, right. I'm not an idiot. Right. No, I'm not stupid. Right. My gun goes off. Yeah. Everybody knows me. I'm very well respected. Yep. I'm not a fool. <laughs> no means no. So, all right, they won. But yeah, like, I mean, like I said, I had a, you know, on, on Apache gangster bitch Queen Latifah. I'm one of the last people to have Little Kim and Foxy Brown on stage together. Wow, one um, of the only people. One of the only people. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Like I had that. Like Puff gave me up. Like Puff, yo, shout to Puff, who I have no relationship with. Okay. You know, we know each other, but I have no relationship with. Puff was the most shit talking motherfucker <laughs> back then. Yeah, when he didn't have it and did it. Puff was like, "Yo, what was your best bar night?" Like talking shit. I'm like. At that time, you know, 20000 25000 That's okay. a lot of money back yeah. then in the yeah. 90s. You know, now a fucking club does 200000 300000 a night. You know, bottles of my wet were $80. Listen, you were making was, $3 at Blimpy. This nah, is, this I, is I, a good I, night. I was getting money at Essos. Yeah. yeah. Yo, man, <laughs> shit, I was getting money. I was getting all kind of money. And I was a greasy motherfucker. So my bouncers that worked outside, I used yeah. to stand outside with them. Okay. <laughs> so they wasn't doing all that, you know, charging people extra. I did that. Okay. <laughs> there was there was a garage across the street. I used to cut the I used to cut the lock every night and charge five dollars to park. Fuck. I would keep the money, <laughs> and then put buy a new lock every morning. I sent my bar back to the store in the morning to get a new lock before they open back up and put a lock on the door. <laughs> yeah, I was retarded. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Wait, I was they, a greedy motherfucker. Uh, hard bottoms only. Nah, SO's <laughs> shit. Hats. SO's twenty dollars made you twenty one. I didn't give a fuck how old you were. <laughs> I used to get them, B. It'd be, nah, it'd be, it, nah, listen, listen. Yeah. Here go the fly shit ever. It'd be February. It'd be minus two degrees outside. Dude be in his little linen shirt, shorty skirt up her ass. I'd be like, yo, you really want to keep your girl outside? It's freezing outside. Give me $50 you get to the front of the line, but you're still paying to get the fuck in. <laughs> you invented now, bottle you, service. Now, yeah. how you tell a dude that in front of his girl? You, you know so he's you know he going to come out of his pocket. Yeah. 
Yeah. I made seven hundred a night doing that. <laughs> no, forget about it. I was a I was a That's a lot of money to clip up on your underwear. Nah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, so SOs was fun, but on any given night, like I said, it'd be Kid Capri, Clock with DJ to Mad Wednesday. So I had Mad Wednesdays, I had the hip hop night. Then I had the Saturday's fever, Sal Abatello from the Fever. He did his Saturday party at SOs. Then I had random parties on Sunday. So I know I couldn't compete with the tunnel. Yeah. Mm. So I, I was cool with that. But yeah. I had like an Indian night or a little Philippine night. Right. And I only got to hire one bouncer with 700 patrons. That shit was the fucking greatest. But you know but you know that on Wednesday nights, you're going to run it. Right. But my, let me tell you, I'm Maria Davis. God bless Maria Davis. Yeah. I love you with all my heart. Maria Davis, she was a goon. <laughs> you know, for Maria Davis, I never charged her for Wednesday nights. I paid for security. And she kept the door. <laughs> I didn't make a fucking dollar on Mad Wednesdays. My she bar made money. She didn't even give you a lock. Not <laughs> even a lock. And I had to come out my pocket for the lock that night. And that was my heaviest security. Well, Saturday night was my heaviest security night because them little Puerto Ricans was crazy for a fever <laughs> night. Them little motherfuckers was nuts. Those are your people. Yeah, I'm half Puerto Rican. Yeah. They nuts. But, um, yeah, but the, the Mad Wednesdays, it was a legendary night. Like on any given night, it's Jay-Z. And then I had 112 before they were 112. I had Mace when he had that little 318 BMW that didn't even exist. I could fucking lift the car up as how light it was. <laughs> I had a little Mason. Did he get to park that out in front? Yeah, they all front. They all stunned. Yeah. They all stunned <laughs> outside. Everybody had anything. But um, so I had all of that. Like I witnessed some real legendary shit. I witnessed the birth of a lot of shit being in Essos. But it's funny because I would sit there with my bulletproof vest on and my gun, just watching my bar because I didn't trust my I didn't trust my bartenders. Them bitches was thieves. <laughs> so get new bartenders. No, they all rob you. No, it's to the point where you, I used to bring the female bouncer and be like, "Yo, take her boots off. This bitch got money in her boots." And sure as hell, be like, "Were you right?" Well, you'd be like thirteen hundred in her yeah, boot. But man. you want to know why? Because she fought in World War One. Essos <laughs> was World War One. You want to? Yeah, it was some greasy shit. So at Essos, we did some fucked up shit. <laughs> Right, so like, so I, we had a witching. Every club had a witching hour at two thirty in the morning, quarter to three. You start to strap up, pause. You didn't got the rest on. You get the guns ready. You get all that shit ready. My evil ass, I would turn the water off at like two o'clock in the morning in the bathrooms and all that. Cause these cheap motherfuckers used to want to drink water out the fountain in the bathroom. Nope. Now nah, fuck that. <laughs> I used to turn the water off. They used to have to come by water. I turned the heat up. I was an evil motherfucker. Yo, thank God you weren't smoking or I like... was pouring Boone's Farms in the Hennessy bottles cause at three o'clock in the morning motherfuckers ain't they know that was Hennessy. They can't tell the difference. Yo, I was not, yo. I learned a lot of shit at Essos, man. Yo, I did some real fucked up shit at Essos. Yo, it's you're, the same lessons from the crack dealing game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, were yeah. like, yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't do this. Yo, you're the only sober dude and you're watching this whole scene right there just knowing everything. You're like, I you know, you're not, like, watching one, the casino one, floor. Like one you glass of Moet or one glass of Cristal. Every single person we've had in this podcast, I think, is like we, we've presented them in a really good light. Yes. Mayor may be the first person that comes off so poorly on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you're like, I, I mean, was a greasy motherfucker. I was yeah. a, listen, I'm 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 forty five now. I'm a family man. Well, I was a family man. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, single now. Yeah. I was a family man. I raised my children. I did a very good job. Those are all great things. You know what I'm saying? Like I matured a little later in life. I had some embarrassing moments in life. I went to jail at the age of 30, which was the most embarrassing thing ever, to be 30 years old and go to jail. Mm -hmm. But I was able to take all that shit and turn it around. And with all the greasy shit that I did, but I always had a business mind. Because I get tired of motherfuckers sugarcoating shit. Like, yo, do the right thing and this is going to happen. No, motherfucker. Where I came from, there was no right thing. There wasn't a right thing where I came from. It wasn't. I was dodging crack bottles. I was dodging heroin addicts. I was dodging motherfuckers getting robbed. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker put a knife to me when my mother came home from bingo one night I was like fucking seven God puts a knife on me tells my mother to give her her purse my mom pulls out a bigger knife the motherfucker starts to run this is the shit that I witnessed you know what I'm saying yeah 
like no father. My grandfather was my role model. My mom's was a drunk. My grandfather was a drunk. I used to play solitaire with my mother, with my grandmother, like playing cards and shit. Like you play solitaire with one person. No, you can play. I can show you how to play two hand solitaire. You crazy? Two hand solitaire. Two people solitaire. You can play. Yes, I'll show you. I get some cards. I'll show you right now. <laughs> I don't need to hear how to play cards wrong. But <laughs> well, you want to bet is right. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? Um, but but I was able to take all that shit and whittle out the bullshit. And, and from a young age, I wanted to get money. And I got money the wrong way. Then I learned how to get it the right way. Mm. The club was right. You know what I'm saying? Esso's turned out to be something right. I made some nice money with it. I wound up, you know, having a night, you know, having a nightclub. I wound up investing into a car stereo shop a few years later. You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff. Where was that? In Fort Lee, New Jersey. Mm. I actually bought, it was a place called Stay Tuned. Mike Tyson used to own it. Whoa. He sold it to somebody else, and that person fucked it up, and I bought it right away. So it was called Audio Designs. I had that for a few years. Again, I was a patron. Yep. My peoples was like, yo, listen, we got an opportunity to buy this spot from this dude. It could be dope. I said, yo, fuck it, let's do it. They needed a small chunk of change. Explain to us the end of Essos. The end of Essos. For you. A federal witness was in the club hanging out before he was going to testify against people and turn himself in. Some dude paid a bounce of $500. Walked up to the bar, blew the motherfucker's head off, walked back out, they shut me down. Holy fuck. The guy's bullet, the the, the, the bullet was lodged in his head, sticking out like this. The bullet, never, it, it went through the back of his head. It didn't come out through his front, but his forehead, the skin on your forehead, if I could paint this picture right, was about four and a half inches out with the bullet lodged inside. You were at the club that night? No. Oh my I God. I was driving back from Atlanta. Holy shit. I got to the club when it happened. I got to the club, you know what I'm saying? The crazy shit was what pissed the people off was the dude was a federal witness going to testify. That's a fact. What pissed the what pissed the feds off and the people that shut me down was my barbacks didn't know no better. They started cleaning up the crime scene. Oh, that's not good. Oh, not great. That shit was crazy. Yeah, so... It was like $70,000 in fines, and I knew we wasn't going to get the club back. We tried to get it back. They shut that bitch down. Essos was over. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was a lot of, like, Essos was fun. I had, it was a good two-year run, two and a half years. So, run. how do you bounce back from that? Where do you go? Like, what's, like, right away, like. Oh, right away. I mean, I, it was so much, I had a lot of money put away. I had okay. a nice chunk of change put away. So, it was like, I'm able to chill a little bit, figure stuff out. Under the bed, <laughs> behind the. No, at, at this point, I got an apartment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My girl is pregnant. I was still, we we would stay with my mom's, but we had the apartment on Seminary Row as well. So we had the bedroom. We had two of the bedrooms in the house. One was my closet because I was already fascinated with sneakers. Mm. So one was my closet. You know, me and my girl would live in the other one. It was money laying around. It was money at my mom. At that point, you know, I was getting money. So I was getting legit money. So it was cool. And we did a lot of things. Um, but I, I missed the part. I missed. I, I got to go back to the Puff story. When yes. I told you oh, Puff yeah, 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 yeah. So Puff used to be like, yo, what was your 30? You know, I was like, my ball's 25, 30,000. He's like, yo, I'm going to give you a $40,000 ball. Watch this. Like, yeah, all right, money. You know what a forty thousand dollar ball was back in the nineties? Oh fuck out of here. <laughs> Hence this party. I'm securityed up the ass. <laughs> I got thirty fucking bouncers. I mean, at that point, bouncers a hundred dollars a night. My dudes outside, I would give them a little more. Mm -hmm. I'm three G's into fucking bouncers. I'm alcoholed up. I mean, I was even going to the liquor store buying shit off the motherfucker. I was stealing the liquor. I was You're buying right. shit on the side. I did every fucking thing. <laughs> One thirty in the morning. There's not a fucking soul in my club. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? Sure as hell. Cars start to pull up. Limos start to pull up. Luther Campbell's in the motherfucker. <laughs> Nas in one corner. Jay-Z in the other. Big in the other. 
shit is crazy. Bottles is flying. Crystal here. Moet there. The real fly motherfuckers is buying the Crystal. The bum ass dudes in the back. I'm even selling Krug, <laughs> which is a good champagne. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. I'm selling Krug and I'm selling everything and shit. Bottles is flying and, and Long Island iced teas is here. And, and, and it's so much money that the bartenders are robbing me and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so much money flying around. Keep the water on. No, no. Keep all that. Everything is going. <laughs> Yo, how I count my bar at the end of the night? And shit was $42,000. Puff's a genius. No, and this motherfucker Puff stood around and was like, mm-hmm. Yo. <laughs> and my man Bam, who was like a security dude for everybody, walked into his car and then, this motherfucker. Yo, from 1.30 in the morning to 4 o'clock in the morning, I made $42,000. That's fucking incredible. Well, the, the club made forty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not me. Did Puff get a cut? Nah, nah. Puff yeah. had to put Puff on. <laughs> Yo, Puff, at that time, I'm not counting nobody money, but Puff wasn't Puff at that time. Right. He was still the cockiest motherfucker. <laughs> I think if I'd have offered Puff money, he'd have said no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think if I'd have offered the money, he'd have said no. But that was one of the most legendary nights I've ever had in my club. Like on a. Oh, so the crazy part was I started to send bouncers home. So from 30, I'm down to 18. <laughs> But then the fucking people, I start calling motherfuckers back up. Get the fuck back like, here. <laughs> no, I'm trying, like, I'm, no, I'm, no, there's no, I'm calling my security guy at his house. Yeah. Because there's no. Yeah, there's no cell phone. Yo, send people. <laughs> I mean, there was phones in 96, but like 94, 95. Send people. Like, yo, just like send bounces. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the shit was crazy. But it wound up being one of the most epic nights I've had in my Amazing. life. Amazing. When's the first time you met Puff? Like, I met Puff, like, probably from visiting the club. I didn't have no relationship you know, I didn't have no relationship. What with about him. Jay? Jay at Essos. Jay was the nicest guy in the world. Like, always stopped to say, what's up? Jay was standing at the same corner of the bar. You know, we talked to him frequently. We're not friends. We're not friendly. You know what I'm saying? We would talk, though. Like, me and Clark was the one that built the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love sneakers. I love cars. Clark loves sneakers. He loves cars. Clark pulled up to Essos in the, Yukon, the two-door Yukon Denali mm. that I've never saw before. <laughs> with the loudest fucking system. Like, <laughs> what was L, he playing? like LL car drive by with the booming system. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the fuck he was playing, but it was the shit was retarded <laughs> and loud. And then he had the neon lights in the system. And I'm like, uh, I like this dude. <laughs> always had on a fresh pair of kicks. I always had on a fresh pair of kicks. We didn't know each other's love for sneakers. We got cool off just the club. Right. Mm. Then I would see Clark all over the place. We would buy, I, I would go to Baltimore to buy sneakers because I was doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> Let's just happen to say Clark was out there as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were running to each other in like Cinderella shoes or like, you know, like the sneaker stores and all that shit. And like, like I've really seen Clark all over the place. I was seeing him at Woodbury Commons. I was seeing him all over the place. And we just built a relationship and we became like brothers. What would what they have? separates your taste in shoes from his taste in shoes? We both love Air Force Ones. But I, my thing is, buy what you like. And that was like his motto as well. But I, we pretty much have the same love for sneakers like sometimes he'll do some outlandish shit I'll be like that's a little crazy <laughs> but um and I'll do the same thing but like we like we've me and Clark might have been separated at birth even though he's older than me yeah a lot older <laughs> <laughs> um, Ted Smooth old no 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 Clark ain't Ted Smooth old but Clark is old no, I think Clark is 50 yeah I think he celebrated his 50 which I didn't go to which was fucked up but, yeah. damn yeah yeah damn yeah. I don't like going out okay so I have, I say like the gynecologist going home to have sex with his wife syndrome. Like, you see pussy all day long. What do you want to, I was in a nightclub every fucking night for two and a half years. I was surrounded by music, guns, drug dealers, animals, Cristal. thieves, yeah. women, yeah. every fucking thing in the world. I didn't want that shit no more in life. Right. Like, mm -hmm. 
this is there's one too many here. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you're gonna like break a pool stick. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying like yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. In terms of shoes, in that heyday of like SOs, how many pairs do you say you have in your spot? SOs? I mean, I was buying sneakers all the time. Uh, 100, 150. Okay. How many pairs of shoes is too many pairs of shoes? 3,600 plus. <laughs> that's what I have. That's what I have now. <laughs> I have 3,600 so 30, pairs of sneakers plus. Man. That's, that's what, like, that was the last time I counted was 3,600. You have a problem. Cool. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So, uh, yo, listen, hold up. Yeah. People collect stamps. Uh-huh. It's the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> yeah. Right, so I don't collect sneakers. I wear sneakers. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So here go my flyboy shit. Yeah, I can wear a brand new pair of sneakers every day for ten years. I can lick stamps for ten years. <laughs> no, because then no, no, the value goes then down. The value, the value goes, goes down, down on stamps. Yeah, but why? Like, we'll say same with uh, uh, shoes. the shoes. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Not true. <laughs> Not true. Nobody's paying more for a pre-worn pair of shoes. I bought a pair of entre- I bought a pair of undefeated Jordan fours mm-hmm. for two thousand dollars. I wore them shits in the rain. I've bent them on MTV. I've done all kind of retarded shit to them. I get off at $18,000 for them shits every day. So you're wrong, little white guy. <laughs> you're very wrong, okay? Stay in your lane, little white guy, okay? So, nah, but I mean- Me and my stamps disagree. That's right. You and your stamps disagree. I can show you better than I would can you, tell you. Would you buy today a used pair of Air Mags? I wouldn't buy a used pair of anything. Okay. <laughs> I don't buy used. I don't even buy used cars. I don't buy used nothing. Used watches, Nothing. Nothing. So I got a I got a fascination for fly shit, and I've always believed getting fresh starts with your feet first, and that's always been you know my motto when it comes to sneakers. But yeah, I have thirty six hundred pairs of sneakers. All right, age twenty three, you get your driver's license. What are you pushing? A nineteen eighty four beat up red Chevy Cavalier. Used? It wasn't mine. It was my girlfriend's. <laughs> it wasn't mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. First, yeah, yeah. So I had a brand new Jetta in ninety six, but that was tagged. Um, and the first car I ever bought might have been a brand new Honda Accord. Mm. I think good I resale a, value. I bought a brand new Honda Accord. I didn't give a fuck about resale value back then. <laughs> I had a lot of cars, Honda Accords. The coupe or the four door? I had a four door. Okay, I had a four door. Family man at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Just four door Honda Accord. <laughs> she was dope though because it had the um, it had like a little cell phone on a keypad, like a, the, 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 oh. the dashboard. It was like she was dope. I was I was ahead of my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that flash. I love that you're trying to sell us on a 1996 Honda Accord. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. she was dope though. Yeah. She was fly. I had a Honda Accord, but I had a Honda Accords. I had a Toyota 4Runner when I was at SO. So at the end of SOs, I had a Toyota 4Runner. Mm-hmm. Before, I, before I got my license, retarded system. <laughs> before I had my license, um, I had that. Um, Did shit. you fall in love with the lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was that sustainable? I made it work. Okay. <laughs> I made it work. To so, this day, I make it work. So I'm through, a pretty fly guy at 45. Through your 20s, you're you're still dabbling in things. You're moving around. Um, you keep up the lifestyle. What happens at age 30? All right. So in in towards my later part of my 20s, like I said, the club was good. The the, the stereo shop was dope. Everything was moving. It was no more. I ain't have to be in the streets no more. Yeah. So everything was good. You know, no more street shit. I'm getting money now. You're Mike Tyson. I'm doing a few things. Mm-hmm. I'm not Iron Mike. <laughs> I'm getting I'm, I'm getting money. I'm doing a few things. Um, I was just one of them guys that never like. Even though I lived in, you know, I, I, I moved out the Bronx. I moved out the hood. Was in Harlem. Moved to Jersey a little bit. Back and forth all over the place. I would always stay in the hood. Like my first go around, like. 
like the early, like me and my daughter have such a good relationship right now. You know what I'm saying? My daughter's 22. Me and my daughter have such a good relationship now. But in the beginning, I was the parent. When my daughter was born, I was the parent that was like, yo, I need to be in the street. I need to get this money. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta take care of home. You want to right. be the provider. I yeah. didn't wanna I didn't wanna change diapers and make formula, even though I'm good at that shit. And mm-hmm. I do it now with my grandson. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a grandfather. Okay. Like I'm a I'm the coolest grandfather. I'm the coolest yeah. grandfather ever. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um I'm I'm in the street and everything is important to me to be the breadwinner. So I gotta bring this money home. I'm coming home late at night, I'm leaving in the morning. You know, I'm just kissing my daughter on the forehead, I'm around on the weekends. That's like Sunday I would stay home. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the leave the streets alone day, stay home. And 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 it was kind of fucked up. So I'm in the streets, shit go haywire. I'm at a dice game gone wrong. Situation happens where somebody got beef with somebody else. I get caught in the middle, get hit in the head with a bat, go back, what? grab it. Yeah, I get hit in the head with a bat. They try to rob me. Um, actually, they wind up taking my chain. I remember taking off my watch and stuffing it in my pants while I'm fighting. My chain gets ripped off my neck. I get cut. I'm back oh. here somewhere. I got a buck fifty. I got hit with a razor in the back of my neck. Um, shit is crazy. Boom, boom, boom. Jump in the car, get the gun, bang, bang, bang. Somebody supposedly gets hit, apparently gets hit, whatever the case may be, go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Get locked up, get yeah. out. They don't know what's going on, still fighting the case. Wind up getting my chain back. Dudes don't want no problems. They realize what it was. They realize who I am. They realize the niggas I fuck with, blah, blah, blah. It gets a little crazy. Get my joint back. Fight the case. It goes from attempted murder to attempted manslaughter, from manslaughter to this, blah, blah, mm. blah. Long story short, the gun they caught me with don't match the bullet. Don't match the bullets. They say was in the person. Um, I wound up getting a year for the gun. When they gave me the year for the gun, I took the charge. Oh my! God. I'm like, yo, nah, just give me that now. Like, let me go. You know what I'm saying? So I went and took that. Um, 30 years old is one of the most embarrassing things ever. Like, got to tell your six year old daughter at the time, like, yo, ma, listen, like, dad is going to, I'm going to work in Virginia. I had to give her some fucking bullshit story. You didn't want her to visit? Nah, nah, yeah. no visits. I, I would write letters, you know what I'm saying? I would call home. You know, me and my, at that point, me and my girl at the time, I was like, it was already ending, and I'm like, yo, like, it's, this ain't gonna work. Um, you know what I'm saying? We broke up already. How'd you get through that one year? Um, so, so like, I remember going to see my moms before I turned myself in. Like, my moms couldn't go to the courthouse. Like, mm-hmm. I went to go see her, gave her hugs. I'm, you know, I'll be back in a minute. Um Never forget, put on a couple of pairs. It's just funny because it's like this is the ultimate jail shit. Like you put on three pair of underwear, four pair of socks because you don't know when the fuck you're going to get visits and socks. I put on, I literally put on three pair of Calvin Klein underwear because I think I'm fly. Of course, they got to be Calvin's, right? <laughs> throw on a sweatsuit, you know what I'm saying? Bunch of socks on my feet, throw my sneakers on, I turn myself in. My dudes came with me, I turned myself in, I allocated myself to the judge, blah, 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 boom, boom. Go do the year. Um, I do my time, it's rough. My mom comes on the VI. A chick that I was messing with at the time who winds up being my girlfriend later on for another 15 years of my life. You know, shout out to Sharon. We recently broke up, but that's like my, that's like my backbone. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's my backbone. Like, mm-hmm. we ain't together right now, but that's like, she's my life. Like, mm-hmm. any chick I fuck with now, like, they already know, like, the if, order. If Sharon yeah. picks up the, if Sharon calls, I'm picking up the phone. If Sharon needs something, life stops, as far as I'm concerned, life stops for Sharon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, life stops for Sharon Smith as far as I'm concerned. We're not together no more. But we just got into a fight this morning. That's the funny shit. I cursed out this morning. <laughs> but um, so life stops for her. So she held me down. My mom's was good. 
she had a relationship with my daughter. This is not my daughter's mother. She got a relationship with my daughter. Wow. You know, we wind up gelling together. She got children. I raise her children like they mine. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's three kids in the family, even though, you know, only one is biologically mine, but all three are mine. Yeah. I had my son since he was two, respectively, and my daughter and my oldest daughter since she was seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, they all get older and, and so on and so forth. But now they came, you know, my like my, my you know, my girl Sharon, she would come visit, she would bring my moms. Um, it was rough watching my mother come to visit me, and it was embarrassing. Like, I'm in jail with these, you know, I see an adolescence crew, and there's dudes in my house that's 20, 21 years old, fighting over the phone, talking about this a blood phone, this a crypt phone, we banging over slot time, you know, time to use the phone. Like, I literally had to put my hands on kids. You're a man. I'm 30 years old, and I got to, like, literally, like, bang out on kids for the phone. Like, I'm a grown man who, like, literally gets it in for real, like, physically having to put my hands on a 22-year-old for the telephone. Like the shit was, it was fucked up. It yeah. was embarrassing. It yeah. was a little crazy for me. Like it, it didn't, it didn't gel right for me. But I tell you what, that 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 two hundred and forty days, whatever that shit was, two hundred and forty two days, that shit matured the shit out of me. Did you mark the days? No, I didn't mark the days. But I mean, I just you know you count you count eight months in your head. You know, you know what I'm saying eight times three twenty four. You know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying yeah. like, you know just like. Did you read? Yeah, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of. It's funny because when I was locked up. On Rikers Island, like they got beds. Like I was in a house with fifty dudes, and like I was in fifty bed. Fifty bed was the bed next to the CO. They call that the punk bed, right? Mm-hmm. Only reason I slept in that bed because it was I had the most light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I could read at night. You know what I'm saying? So I wound up. I used to sleep in that bed, read. Um, I read a lot of books. Like I, I read a lot of like a lot, a lot of cool books. Like you know what I'm saying? But what books? Behold the Pale Horse. Um, all the war, they took my um, they took my green mile. I had green mile. That shit, they not they not supposed to let books in like that. But I worked in the visit room, so my girl brought me and CO let it slide in, and they took it from me like when I was halfway through the book though, because you couldn't have hardcover books in jail, just soft cover paperback books and shit like that. But Behold the Pale Horse was an ill book. You know, you go back to reading books. I read a book like when I was a kid, like Black Boy by Richard Wright. I went yeah, back, yeah, and re- yeah. I, I went back and read that again. I mean, it's classic. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like I, I did, like I, I was reading all kind of books, and the shit was just weird. And like it's funny because. My mom's being the G that she was, mm-hmm. my mom's would bring me like butt tail magazines. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's bring me like little booty magazines and shit. This was the, my mom's would bring me a six soft pack cover. of socks. Soft cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get magazines, yeah, you know, yeah. so of course everybody wanted, <coughs> excuse me, everybody wanted the sauce. <clears throat> everybody wanted double XL. Yeah. Everybody wanted um uh, rides that called like all the, all, the, all the magazines I'm up, like my moms and my girl made sure that I was straight with the magazines so whether it was butt tails or it was whatever so were you like were you like how did I go from here to here it was the most embarrassing thing in my life because I was like yo like I did all the crazy criminal shit when I was younger and when you thought you grew up and you thought you had a family and you living in this apartment and you know you're doing the right thing and you got this business and, and things are going smooth but it just goes to show you at any given time like this shit can happen and when, when you built I'm not I'm not the toughest guy in the world, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might have lost one or two in my day. Mm-hmm. Um you just my upbringing has me ready for anything at any given time. So when the shit went down, my reaction was to grab my gun and go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To this day is my mentality, but I can reframe myself now. Well, now. I mean but I mean hindsight is obviously 2020. How would you have handled it now? back then I probably wouldn't be at the dice game now because I'd be in Vegas right. playing blackjack mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying so I wouldn't be at the dice game rolling CeeLo anymore yeah. but um, 
I don't know because my mentality is still the same. I mean, I've been to trade shows, you know what I'm saying, where like, you know, like my people's had to pull me off people to trade shows too. Like sometimes I get a little, I, I just learned to refrain from a lot of shit now. I've learned to swallow pause a little more than what I would before. Like, it would be a point where you would say something before and I just headbutt you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now, like, I'm going to talk to you first. I'm going to give you warning. I'm going to ask you to chill. I'm kindly going to politely ask you to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if then if that don't work, I mean, I can't sit here and say that I'm not going to put my foot in your ass or attempt to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you just, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, you know, one thing I say about me in life is, and I'll let you guys be the judge of this if you guys say things after I leave or you add things on, like, I'm one of the realest people you'll ever meet in your life. I'm not the toughest guy in the world, even though there is tough tendencies. I'm not the nicest guy in the world, but I'm polite. I have a soft heart, but in the same token, I'll fuck you up. Um, And I'm just genuine. Like, I'm a good-hearted-natured person. You can ask anybody around me. We all have a lot of mutual friends. Mm-hmm. You, can act the, you can ask the Clark Kent's of the world. You can ask the upscale vandals of the world. Bun like, B. You yeah. can ask the Bun B's of the world. Like, I met you guys with Bun at, yeah. the, at Atmos that time. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you guys don't remember the picture we took? Yeah, I, of course. I was yeah. 300 pounds. No. You know what I'm yeah. That I'll pull, I could pull the picture. I'm I know the 300 picture. I know the picture. pounds. It's photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's different angles. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I remember, I, I re- that that day a young ASAP Rocky stepped on my assistant's shoes and was the like my, I had an assistant back then. I still yeah. do. My man Coco, he's like my son, but he's like my assistant as well. Like he stepped on Coco's shoes and was like the most like yo I'm sorry <laughs> and, and uh, you know, like it was one of the most like to see you know see a young humble and ASAP has always been humble he's a nice yeah. guy but yeah. just yeah. to see him at that young point in his life and you know how he loved Bun like they yeah. they, they based their life off that trail music mm-hmm. and you know what I mean so so you know like you know you, you all got you guys know how Bun is and like yeah. Bun is my brother he's another one I take somebody head off for Bun like yeah. so like. I've met so many good natured people and I fuck with so many people in this game, but they all know like I'm a little cuckoo. <laughs> and I try not to be. Like 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 upscale to tell you and, and like push a T and I'm gonna tell you like one time we was at like a sneaker pimps event. I think that's where I met Push that day. And like Clark was with me and Dave Jeff and we was all getting a bunch of people in and the bouncer didn't want to let all twelve of my people in. But I'm hosting the sneaker pimps. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, if my people's ain't getting in, I'm not coming in. Right. And Clark is like, yo, man, calm down. We're going to get everybody in. I'm like, nah, I don't like the way he acted, man. Like, why he acted like that? I, I'm, I'm with everybody. I'm hosting the show. I'm on the flyer. My face is on the flyer. Like, I'm with my peoples. Let's go. If you don't want to let them in, I'll pay for them to get in. And here I go. I pull out my bread because I'll pay for them to get in. And, 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 and the bounce is like, and I'm like, yo, my man, I'm getting really sick and tired of you right now. Like, he's like, y'all, I can only let five of y'all in at a time. Now I'm hosting the show. They waiting for me to get on stage. I'm like, yo, you go. Curtains, you go. Upscale, you go. Mm-hmm. Clark, you go. I'm the last one in the door. <laughs> but it's funny because Upscale didn't want to leave me outside with the bouncer alone and right. neither did Clark. Because <laughs> they knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they knew. Yeah. And like I'm not, I'm going for the biggest dude. Like I'm not, I'm not with the shits. Like, you know what I'm saying? You want smoke, I'm going to give you smoke. No, yeah. I'm not with the shits. I'm just not with the shits. It's just, it's just me. I, I, I can't help it. Did all things end all right? We, hey, we got in smooth. Okay. And then it's funny because that's when we all met Pusha T and Malice and stuff. And then me and Push got cool. And then Upscale Vandal and Push got so close. And yep. Curtains and all of them, they got so close. They're inseparable now. Mm-hmm. We was just all in Dubai together. Like, um, Right, right, right. Yeah, we was just Did in you Dubai. get to feed any monkeys? I fed the monkeys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got pictures <laughs> with the monkeys. I fed a jaguar. I fed a, I fed a oh. liger. A liger? Oh, I God. fed a liger a chicken neck. <laughs> <laughs> I fed a giraffe. Yo, Pusha T is scared of giraffes. I'm a snitch. Yeah. Pusha T is scared of giraffes. 
Okay, wait. The, there's a lot. There's a lot to go into right now. But I, yeah, I we do could wanna, be here for two days. Man. No, I, I, I do want to talk about the draft though. So. When the draft comes around, what is Pusha T's There's reaction? Two giraffes, huh? Where did Pusha T go? Yeah. He was feeding. Oh, he, he ran away. Now he fed it with a long-handed spoon. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, uh. it was the funny. Uh, uh, uh. I hope if there's like anything that goes. I have the footage. Yeah, oh, yeah. you have oh, to release it. Oh, I got it. the foot. No, 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 uh. I can't do that. <laughs> I know if you have a spitz one more hardcore line, I'm gonna send him. Just text yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna text him the video. Yeah, yeah. That was the funniest thing. We had so much fun. Oh my god. Um. So all right, you get out of jail. Yeah. You come home. Is that something where you need to check in with your parole officer? No, it's funny because, so, I'm uh, I'm three months into my year bid. So, you, you, when you get a year on Rikers Island, they give you your good time automatically. So, it's yours to lose. Mm-hmm. So, you get a year, you do eight months on a year. Mm-hmm. You can blow your good time. I think I actually blew like a week or How two. How is that pause. not a pause? <laughs> I was just about to say, I, blew, I was just about to say, right, I, I think I blew a week, we're pause. Okay, so yeah. I was gone, but you cut me off. <laughs> so I blew a week, pause, because I got into some bullshit. But, um, so you get your good time, you know, up front, and then you can lose it, right? So, you made me lose my thought. <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs> your uh, parole officer. Yeah, so, yeah. three months into my bid, I get called into an office. They're like, hey, you want to go home? Just like that. I'm like, what do you mean do I want to go home? There's like, Jails are crowded. We can offer you what's called the six-five split. You do six months on a year, so you only got to do three months on a year, mm. right? But you get five years probation on the back. Motherfuckers was jumping on that shit. I looked at them. I was like, "So you telling me that I got to give you five years of my life on parole? Fuck you! Send me back to my cell." Wow. They said, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm not doing that. I know me." Even though I'm humble and yeah. I'm not on my Malcolm X where I just became a fucking, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. a scholar after while I'm in my little you well, know, how my little many bit. bow ties do you have in your apartment? <laughs> not one. <laughs> Couple of regular ties, yeah, no yeah, bow ties. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like, nah, hell no. Send me back to myself. And I wound up doing the bed. So when I come home, it's weird because when I came home, like everything was yes, sir, no, sir. Like to my mom's, like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> my mom's like, what? Yeah. I was like, yes, ma'am. Like, I was just a little different, and I was just... Were you actually di- different, or was it, like, cosmetically different? Like I think were- I was cosmetically different, because when I got home, the first thing I did was my man gave me, like, I had, like, some money laying around. I, I had a couple things pending from some people mm-hmm. when I was when I went in, and they and when I came home, I came home to the money, so they gave me, like, $9,000. I came home out of jail, 5 o'clock in the morning, and my man picked me up. My little brother picked me up. My man picked me up. They drove me back to my mom's house. I went to go see my mother. There was like nine G's waiting there for me. I must have counted that shit like 15 times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I'm counting, I'm counting, I'm counting, I'm counting. I count that shit everywhere. You know how like Asian people count the money like this? Yeah, and yeah. I'm counting the money every kind of way. That shit was hysterical. <laughs> so I'm counting the money every kind of way. The little Chinese lady at the stand or yeah. like like the hustlers do. I, count, I counted the money every which way twice on Sundays. <laughs> um, and then I get in the car and I'm like, yo, take me to my daughter. So like I said, I'm seven o'clock in the morning. So, you know, me and my daughter's mom, was, you know, in the house, but I hit her. I'm like, yo, I'm on my way to, you know what I'm saying? So I get there. I go upstairs, 7 o'clock in the morning. My daughter's asleep. I go in the room. It's shocking going into the house, the apartment that I used to live in, and me and her ain't together no more, and it's, you know, it's not my place anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, yo, I tap my daughter on the, on, I tap on her back. She's, you know, she got attitude like me. She's like, get the fuck off me attitude. <laughs> She's six. I'm like, <laughs> It's like she's mean. My daughter's yeah. mean. She's still mean. Like my, right now, she's fucking mean. 
how she got a boyfriend is beyond me. Um, <laughs> so I stopped playing with her feet. <laughs> she turned around. She rubbed her eyes. She's like, Daddy? Hmm. Yeah, you talk about me being the biggest tough guy in the fucking world. Not anymore. I broke down like the biggest bitch on the planet. <laughs> I start crying. I grab her, hugging her. She go take a bath, and she getting dressed, and I'm helping her get dressed, and we putting the pack in her book bag and getting her lunchbox ready, and then and then all this bullshit. And I'm like, come on, I'm gonna take you to school. School's literally three blocks away. Yeah, we could walk, but of course, got my peoples outside with the car. Jump in the car. My dumbass <laughs> jumps in the front of the car, and I put my daughter on my lap. You know that's against the law. You yeah. have your daughter ride in the front seat. How the fuck I get pulled over half a block away? <laughs> You're kidding me. My man is driving. I'm in the passenger seat, but I got my daughter in the front. I know it's not right. They, the, whatever y'all going to say later on, I know I'm wrong. I just came home from jail. I just wanted to hold my daughter. I got her in the front seat. We st- Seatbelt on. We strapped in. Police pulled me over. Fuck. I'm like, yo, officer. Like, I'm trying to talk to him without my daughter watching, so I'm trying to get out the car. And he's like, yo, he's like, yo don't do that. Like, young African-American cop. He's like, yo, don't do that. I'm like, yo, officer, I need to rap at you for a second. Like, I need to talk to you. He's like, give me your license. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, like, I don't have my license on me. And he was like, oh, you just messed up across the board. I'm like, yo, officer, can I talk to you for a second, please? And my daughter's in my hand, and she's getting nervous. She's like, daddy, everything. I'm like, everything is fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Everything is fine. And the cop is like, so now he asks my man. I'm like, yo, officer, listen, I need to talk to you for a second. So now I put my daughter, like I grab her and I put her in the back seat and I stick my head out the window. I was like, yo, officer, I literally got out of jail six hours ago. Can I please get out the car and talk to you? He's like, get out the car. I get out the car. I'm like, yo, listen, I just came home, man. I did a year on the island. I'm picking up my daughter. I'm taking her to school. I know I fucked up. Like, I don't know what this is going to be, but if you're going to lock me up, please let me take my daughter to school. My God. I'm saying, please. He's like, I'm not going to lock you up. I'm going to give you a ticket for having your daughter in the front seat. Boom, boom, boom. What's your name? Da, da, da. So, yeah, just so I got my release papers in the car still. Because I can't hold the bags. My bag is still in the car. <laughs> I brought home like two bu- I don't know why people bring shit home from jail. I brought home my letters that my girl wrote me, that my mom wrote me. Why the fuck do people do that shit? It's the stupidest shit in the fucking world. So I brought, but thank God I brought home this bag because my release papers is in there. Yeah. So at least I can prove my identification, my you know my identification to him. So I show him who I am. Da 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 da. He gives me a ticket, so on and so forth. If you pay this shit, whatever. But I thought I was going. I thought I was getting locked up right, right there. But you don't. That shit will humble the shit out of you. Yeah. That shit will humble the shit out of you. So, who are you at that point in your life? At that point, car stereo shop is still going. I'm home. You're a dad. I'm a dad. Um, you know, working on my relationship. Um, you know, just trying to figure shit out. You know, like I, I had some work. I have a, you know, throughout this whole process, I got a mentor. He's an older guy. He's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He'll remain nameless. Ted Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Straight face. Do remember? So, yo, you know how old Ted Smooth is? <laughs> His girlfriend's sister is my mother's friend. Stop. I swear to God. <laughs> True story, but that's a whole nother. That's I swear to my mother, yeah. Ted, you's an old motherfucker. Oh my um, God. <laughs> so well, Jesse is young and beautiful. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So that so that shit humbles the you know it, like it, it it that shit really humbled the shit out of me right then and there. But who I am, I'm working. I'm doing what I got to do. The car stereo shop is bubbling. 
you know, money was still going on, things were going on. You know, my fascination for sneakers is still there. Everything kicks in. I'm still doing the sneaker shit. I'm still shopping. Everything goes, you know, everything is still, it is what it is. So you come home 2004. What's the best method to find the shoes that you want in 2004? Oh, everything was still, at that point, there was still none of that stuff going on. So brick and mortar is still? Brick and mortar is still brick and mortar. There's no sneaker shopping with Joe LaPuma. (laughs) No sneaker shopping with Joe LaPuma. I get asked to be on that shit every day somebody hits me. Yo, why they don't do a sneaker shopping with you? Because I'm not famous, that's why. Because I'm not Scott Disick. I'm not the Lord. You're only famous enough to be on our podcast. Right, 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 right. I'm su- what you know what's funny? I got I'm super fake famous. Mm-hmm. Super fake famous. Yeah, that's I that's how I still I got super fake fame. Like I go I'm in Dubai taking pictures all day with yeah. kids. I go to fucking London. They chase me down the block. I'm like the Pied Piper. I got twenty kids walking <laughs> up and down London with me. Uh Jafar Square and all that shit. Yeah. Um I'm in Japan, kids are walking up to me with my Instagram page open because obviously we don't speak the language. Right. But mm-hmm. they could recite every run DMC record ever in their twelve. We out here shining, but, um, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's it's you know, it's it's the it's the fly shit. So it's called super fake famous because I'm not fucking rich. I didn't make a dollar <laughs> off of this bullshit, but like it's cool though because like literally. And you're in documentaries about your shoes, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that good yeah. Shit. So it's super super fake famous. That's Listen, me. Listen, I'm just super fake, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so where where are the spots around the city that you're hitting up in 2004 for shoes? Uh 2004. Does Premium Pete have have his store up yet? I think Premium Pete has that little raggedy ass store <laughs> over there on Spring Street, <laughs> off of Spring. I think that raggedy shit is there. A life is around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Rivington, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, was Nam? I think Nam the Gear was just done. Okay, or was still there? I don't remember. Clientel was the sneaker spot before Supreme. On all them spots were still there. Atmos. Um, Atmos wasn't in Harlem in two thousand four. Okay. I don't remember. I don't think Atmos was there in two thousand. Are you? I could be wrong. Uh, are you? Know, I, don't, I don't know. Are you known at every spot? I'm known because I was the sneaker guy because the internet wasn't there yet. Yeah. Like, let's not forget the internet so, wasn't there. Oh, by there. the way, you're not sending, like, someone to, you know, go there for you. You're actually going to pick it up. When I was locked up, I would call Tom, Dick, and Harry's on 106th and 3rd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Mark was my guy. Mark was my guy. But, but they, how they, do you they, even they, know what's coming out at that point? I would just ask my brother when my brother would come visit me. My, it's like my cousin, but I call him my brother. Yeah. Uh-huh. He would come visit me, and I would ask him what was hot. Or I would call Tom D's or any new Air Forces. Yo, my brother's going to come get them. I call my brother. Yo, go buy the shoes. Keep it running tab. I'll pay you when I come home. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I was shopping. I was shopping in jail. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was that's, that's my stunt 101. I was definitely shopping in jail. What was your Holy Grail shoe at that time? 2001 Linen Atmosphere Air Force Ones were my favorite shoe. They came out in Japan. The, the beige with the pink. That was my favorite Air Force One ever. The one that Fat Joe licked on MTV, yeah. which I <laughs> fuck with him till this day. I saw Joe. I was with Joe today. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, dude. We still talk about this shit every time. <laughs> every time I see him, I'm like, yo, you really look How'd you get those shoes? How did I get those shoes? Did you beat up a kid? No, I might have got them from clientele. Might have had them. A clientele might have had the plug at that time, and mm-hmm. I bought them. You know what I'm saying? I wound up with like 13 pair of them shits <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Were you, did you, I, I guess eBay was around then. eBay did you might get into have been it? around. Like, I was into the Nike Talk. I was into eBay. What um, was your Nike Talk name? It might have been Mark 101, I think it was in the beginning. Did people know that it was you though? No, 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 no. I didn't have no Nike Talk fame. I would just be in the forums just looking and I, yeah. wasn't, I, had, no, I had no Nike Talk fame. Wow. None. So, uh, and where would you travel around, like, the United States and Canada to go get shoes? Um, Baltimore, clearly. Baltimore. We were, we were shopping B-more. I was shopping the Bronx all the time. You know, you got Jew Man up in the Bronx yep. on Simpson and all that stuff. So, it was Jew Man. It was... What's the spot in D.C.? 
Major was in DC. Ducky had Major, but that mm-hmm. was before that. There was stores before that. Um, it was it was basically Cinderella shoes and all that stuff in Baltimore. It was a lot of New York stores. Um, like I said, all in the Bronx. And you had Dr. J's. You know, you had the Dr. J's on Fordham Road. You had the Dr. J's on Third Avenue. You had all the stuff. You had Jew Man on Simpson. Like you had all the spots. You had regular hood spots. You had mm-hmm. the spot on 125th Street that I used to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Foot Locker, <laughs> Foot Action. You had those, but I mean, you know, Lady the, the, Foot Locker. The, that's where you shop. Yes. <laughs> Wait. The, the, the fly shit was that. So Jordans would come out on Wednesdays, and it was nothing. And then kids started to cut school to get shoes. So that was new. Right. And then they moved them to Saturday releases. But Jordans used to come out on Wednesdays. Oh, Saturday so the kids could, yeah. Jordans used to come out on Wednesdays. So, yeah, when did you have to start fighting off like these little... I ne- but I, say, I never had that problem. You I, always... never, I never camped out for a shoe. Yep. I, was, I, I never, like, I'm mayor. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, I never, but I've been well, doing... What are you doing later? You want to you wanna go down... Wait on the line? <laughs> yeah, let's go wait on the line. Yeah, let's, let's go do that one day. Yeah. I'm going to do that one day. Yeah. I'm going to try that one. I'm going to camp out one day. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but I never, that, 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 that life was never a part of me. I was never the camp out kid. I was, it didn't, it didn't exist well, because I had the older. connections, <laughs> but I had the connections. The <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. I don't want to grow up. I just, I just, I just, pet, I just fed Jeffrey the giraffe. So. Yeah. I he just, didn't. Yeah. He, he did, but from a distance with a long, with a long handed spoon. Yeah, shaky arm. Um, Yo, Pusher was so scared. Yo, giraffes don't eat meat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he thought they were going to eat his braids. The shit was funny. So, at what point do you get recognized for your shoe fame? So, when I had the car stereo shop before the internet, um, a very close friend of mine named Speedy, he was in a Nike commercial where everybody's dribbling, he was in Above the Rim. His father, like, practically raised me, like, showed me how to play ball. Like, even when I was fat, I, like, I hoop, I play ball. So, yeah. pause. But, um, so, he brought me around Jerry Erasmus. Jerry Erasmus, like, one of the original Nike guys. He's responsible for Nike basketball in China. Like, Jerry Erasmus is the truth. And Jerry Erasmus wanted, like, a Bluetooth for his, I had the earpiece Bluetooths because I was in the car stereo shop, so I had all that stuff. And he wanted one, and then I went up to the Nike office. I met him. He gave me some Air Force Ones, and he gave me, like, this this Air Force One that they made called Family Tree because that's the team that Speedy played on when they won the Rucker Tournament. Mm. And that was, like, one of my first exclusive Air Force Ones. And, um, I just got cool, so I would pop up around the Nike offices. So I was getting seated way before October 2009 or whatever that was. The Instagram started October 10th, 2009 <laughs> or October 9th, 2010, whatever that shit was. Yeah. I was getting seated way before that. So, you know, so like being in the clubs and then being in the places and being around, like Nike would give me shit. Yeah. But it was always a phone call. Like I would call Jerry or I would call a couple of other people in the office and they'd be like, hey, come by. You know what I'm saying? So even back to 2001, when Fab dropped the album, and he says, I get shoes from Aster you ain't seen in six months. True story. Yeah. Aster Chambers is my man. <laughs> so Aster Chambers used to take care of Fat Joe, Fab. I had a relationship with them because of Jerry, because of my man Speedy. So I was, already, I was already around, plugged in. Yeah. But then Clark gave me my second cosign later on. And like, when is that? Clark, I don't, I don't remember the years, but Clark brought me around when Nike ID was at 255 Elizabeth Street. Mm-hmm. Clark brought me around. I got cool with some of the Nike people. But the one thing about Clark was, Clark wasn't like, yo, this is my man, take care of him. Clark was like, yo, this is my man. I finagled everything else. Clark would tell you, I got cooler with the people he introduced me to. I was more closer with them than he was. <laughs> they started taking care of me more. <laughs> I mean, just on that little scale. Yeah, Clark yeah, yeah, was yeah. always going to get more shoes than me because yeah. he had the Portland plug. He had everything. Yeah. And, you know 
you know, if you ask Clark who got a better collection, he's gonna say me. <laughs> if you ask me, I'm gonna say me. Now, I would <laughs> say I would say he does. He say I do. You know what I'm saying? But well, he's so humble. Now, Clark <laughs> is like the most humblest shit talking person ever. <laughs> That's exactly he's right. God's favorite DJ. Yeah, <laughs> he's God's favorite DJ. And if you ask God, he would tell you that. Yeah. 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 yeah, sounds like Clark is here. Um, when do you meet Fat Joe? I know Joe from high school. Me and Joe was in ninth grade together. What? I went to school with Joe. Me and Joe. Joe went to Morris High School for one year. So check this out. You guys are hip hop guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My lunchroom was Fat Joe, Lord Finesse, and like Rob Swift, the one of them crazy dudes, <laughs> and Diamond D lived across the street, and so did so did Showbiz. Did you ever dig in the crates? I pause. didn't dig in the crates. Pause. No, but I was cool with Buckwild. I was cool with Joe. I was cool with Diamond D. I was cool with uh, AG. AG lived in my building. Crazy. Showbiz and AG. AG yeah. lived in my, my grandmother's building. Crazy. AG lived on the third floor. I lived on the fifth. Well, I lived on the third. He lived on the fifth. Yeah. Um, Someone lived somewhere. Yeah. No, I lived on the third. I lived in apartment three A. Yeah. yeah. Three twenty eight East One Forty Fifth Street, apartment three A. Yeah. Um. No, my son. So you saw the you saw the whole terror squad. I thing saw happen. the whole. I used to I used to go, I used to go bombing with Fat Joe. We used to go bombing. What? This kid named Storm. TS was already thing. TS was established. It was a it was a it was a, it was a crew. It was a graffiti crew. TS was there. It got Storm. I used to go to the Kent Theater with Joe. I drank a bottle of Cisco one day. I was seeing Triple. <laughs> um, yeah, I was around with Joe. Joe was a fucking lunatic. Joe was a fucking lunatic. Was? Joe, is. <laughs> Joe was so caught. It's me and Joe were talking about that shit today. Yo, we just had a conversation today. It's so funny. Me and Joe were sitting in the store uh, up NYC. We was talking. He had a show with Remy Ma tonight. Nice. Like at the Prudential Center, some Hot 97 shit they were doing. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he flew in for that just to do Hot that. Hot for the holidays, whatever. Yeah. And we, yeah, we were talking... Um, we were sitting there talking on the store today for like three hours. We was just reminiscing over a bunch of bullshit. That's gotta be wild, by the way. Like to go from like ninth grade to. We look. He's like your man. He's, he's like your man. You got all the money. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got all the watches. You got all the money. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> we're in your store. Yeah, your car's outside. Right. Your driver's outside. He's like, yeah, but you got the Benz. I mean, you got the range. We start going back. I'm like, yo, Joe, stop. Like, just stop. Cut the bullshit. So we were talking about that today, and like me and Joe was in ninth grade together, and Joe got kicked out of Morris, of course. Mm-hmm. Wound up going to South Bronx, and then I went my way, he went his way. Um, me and Joe was always cool. We had a little problem when I had my car stereo shop. <laughs> we ran into, we got into a little hot beef for like thirty seconds. He wanted a Bluetooth. Nah, um, one of his people's got a car done. One of his goons got it done. It got done when Tony I was Sunshine? locked up. It wasn't Tony? Tony Sunshine's my man. He's not the good. Tony Sunshine, a little crazy motherfucker. Though. <laughs> Tony Sunshine's a crazy motherfucker. I was just with Tony Sunshine at Joe's birthday at the on the boat. We had a we had a boat for Joe's birthday. It was cool. Um, so car stereo. One of the one of Joe's goons got a car oh, 50 done. He was on that boat. No, fifty wasn't on the boat for Joe's birthday. It they was like 75 oh. people. It was a private thing. Oh, they were on a different boat. That was a different okay, thing. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 that was a different one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Rittingers had Joe's, they had. They gave Joe the boat for his his birthday here in New York. It was just like 75 oh, gotcha. people. It was super intimate. Yeah. But Mary J. Blige was on there. Shanti was on there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's funny because that's one of the few nights that I drunk. I walked up to Mary J. Blige and I was like, I want you to, I want to explain something to you, sweetie. <laughs> and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I got this face on right now. I wish you could see my face. I'm like, I want to explain something to you, sweetie. Well, she was right. You are crazy. <laughs> I got my daughter mother pregnant because she looks just like you. <laughs> and she almost fell out of her fucking chair laughing. Because she's waiting for me to give her this fucking like, line or some yeah, shit. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got my baby mother pregnant because she looks just like you. <laughs> and she fell. Her sister found that shit more amusing than she did, but it was the funniest yeah, shit Yeah, because you live near her now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I live next to all of them now. I definitely live by Rapper's Row. Yeah. Um, but um, 
so yeah, so you know, me and Joe, like his man got a car done and I was locked up at the time and he didn't pay for the car to get done and I came home mad as a motherfucker. Yeah. And, 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 and you blame Joe, but you don't blame Joe because when you're in a position like Joe, you got assistance and you got people to pay for shit and Joe didn't even know that the car was taken and blah, blah, blah. And you know, we squashed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we're like, I got a Terror Squad chain on. Yes. Like, I got and a Terror Squad hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Joe gave me a chain. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like that's my guy. But, um, it's so funny because like to watch I've watched Flo Joe I watched oh Joe God. we weren't the coolest in the world but we were cool Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and and then to watch him blow up and then it's funny because we was doing um at the grand opening of his store he gave Nori a TS chain I'm like I've known you longer than Nori fuck going on like, you know what I'm saying like I've known you longer than Nori and I'm sitting there so now every day after that I was like where's my chain yeah. And then I did Nori's podcast. Me and Clark Kent was in Miami, and yep. we did Nori. And I don't—I'm not a drinker. Like I don't drink. Right. So on I, that podcast, I did drink champs, <laughs> and and I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm hitting Nori, and Nori's like, "Yo, get Clark on, get Clark on." So I, I finally finagle it where I get Clark on to drink champs. Yeah. Because we're both going to be in Miami, so I'm thinking I'm just going there to hang out. Again, super fake famous. Yeah. I'm nobody. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, so, we're on board with you're nobody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm nobody. Shit, you're fucked up. <laughs> um, right? So we get to Miami and we set up shop. And of course, Nori got no fucking air conditioner in this place. Right. Um, and we set up shop at, at Drink Champs and they bring out two mics and them. I go sit on the sofa. And Nori's like, nah, Mayor, sit down. Join the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, he's like, you know, Nori, he's like, you crazy. You all the sneaker. So we start to talking and we start drinking. <laughs> How the fuck I have seven shots of Ciroc and three bottles of Moet? I don't know <laughs> what the fuck happened. Oh, he's you, very persistent. You, you you don't know what the fuck happened. Just watch it again online. <laughs> no, I, I did. We had, at that. I think we had the longest drink champs at that point. It was three hours and eight minutes. Oh That's way too long. <laughs> so, so you're trying to tell me I got to get out of here? I've been here for like an hour and a half already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, little white guy. Just, yeah, little. It's my fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yo, 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 this mayor. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AKA, yeah. your favorite rapper's favorite sneaker guy. <laughs> Eastside, homie. Yeah. Um, PX, bitches. <laughs> nah. Um, so, where the fuck was I? Drink uh, champs. So, I'm ossified. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Clark start arguing about is sneaker, is, is, is collecting sneakers a culture? Okay. And we start arguing, and Nori just sits back and goes like this. <laughs> and we're arguing and going back and forth, and then we got to go. Clark is DJing. The Originators is in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami chilling. I'm so fucking drunk <laughs> that I'm with Clark at the club. Clark don't know that I remember this, but Clark busts his ass in the bathroom. He fell. <laughs> but Clark a drink. Clark a fucking drink. He's and Panamanian. Still, still Clark DJ. a drink and yeah. DJ his ass off. He fell in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> He might not admit that shit. Clark busts his ass. It bathroom. happened. Right. So it's like 13 o'clock in the morning. That's how <laughs> drunk I am. It's 13 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Again, I roll the way I roll. I have all my jewelry on. I must have three Cuban links on, iced out Rolex. You're not hiding. <laughs> Factory diamonds, no bust down shit. Yeah. Um, and I can't, my head just starts spinning. And our friend Bianca's there. She's our homie. And I look at Bianca. I'm like, yo, I'm out. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I just left. <laughs> Anybody who knows Miami, I'm on 30th and Collins <laughs> at a fucking club. I didn't say bye to Clark. I didn't say bye to D-Nice. I didn't say bye to nobody. Got the fuck out. I just walked out by myself in Miami. 
It might have been all Basel last year. Oh, and a happy Basel to you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like my eight gifts for Hanukkah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh-huh. just just check, right. just check. It's <laughs> a bunch of Swiss Beats paintings, and they all have Basquiat just scrawled across them. I'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> so I proceed not to know where the fuck I'm at, but I know that if I walk from 30th and Collins that direction, eventually I'll get to the Continuum, which is on First Street, which is where I'm staying. <laughs> I start to walk. Drunk out my fucking mind. I'm on Instagram live. <laughs> just talking shit to motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm in the middle of the street in Miami. I don't give a fuck. I'm drunk out my mind just right. talking about you. I staring at my what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm I'm not I'm not I am so not like this. Off the basalt. <laughs> Yo, I yeah. am so twisted. But I had to walk because if I'd have stood in that club, I'd have passed the fuck <laughs> out. So Thanks, Nori. They're not, yo, Nori, I love you. <laughs> so I got my TS chain. Ha ha. <laughs> so I got three TS chains. Mm. Ha ha. So I'm I'm walking. I'm walking, I'm walking. I get to 10th Street. I stop and buy a pizza. <laughs> like, no, like I'm staring at people. Like I, I got the stupefied stare where I'm looking at you, but I'm really not looking at you, but right. I'm staring at you. Right. And I'm eating my pizza and people are looking. And I finally get to my fucking apartment and I pass Prime 112 and I'm like, should I go in there and have a steak by myself? <laughs> I'm a fucking, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right? But the place is open because, you know, Prime is just be open. Yeah. Um, And I get to my apartment because we got an apartment in Miami. No big deal. Uh, no, you know, yeah, it's, it's whatever. In a continuum. Yeah, like, like in a continuum. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just overlooking the ocean. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three TS work. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. 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 Three TS So I proceed to sit on my very expensive sofa, right? And I try to lay down. And I can't. Because my <laughs> head just starts twisting. And when I tell you I am cursing Nori out all night long, I'm cursing Clark out. I'll never drink again. <laughs> which I don't drink any fucking way, so it's fine. I had to put my hand under my chin and on my knee and I had to stay in this position for about seven and a half hours like because if I'd have moved because if I'd yeah Yeah, like like I was pondering on the toilet that's what I had because if I'd have moved in any fucking direction I would have threw up (laughs) on your very expensive couch (laughs) on my very expensive couch on my very very expensive couch like I would have threw up well the flash it was I made it I didn't throw up congratulations I met Clark for breakfast that morning and his first was like, yo, where the fuck did you go? I'm like, don't worry about it. I don't fucking know where I went, but I winded up at home. That's yo. my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you didn't get robbed for your chains? Nothing. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Shit was crazy, Doc. I was, I was on Instagram Live. I really thought you were going to say like it was like when Khaled was jet skiing in the dark, and then he lost power. He Snapchatted his whole experience? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or he, uh, he got lost, rather. Yeah. yeah. You were going to do that whole thing on Instagram in case, in case you went missing. Just, just in case I went missing. You're like our Khaled. Yeah. <laughs> Shout to Khaled. I spoke to Khaled the other day. He, he has he a TS chain, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, does he have three? I don't know. Huh? huh. <laughs> it's funny because Joe's man today, Rich Player, was like, you got more chains than I do. I'm like, shut <laughs> up. Get out of here with that bullshit. At, so at what, at what point... So you're recognized... For being the shoe guy. I have no fucking clue how I got recognized in life. Just so you know, I have no fucking clue how this happened. Your mom knows. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay, yeah. You know, back, She's seen the shoe collection. Back in the, I think it was New York Times had like the tunnel rated the worst nightclub ever. I think Essos was like number two or three. Worst? And, for worse? Yeah, yeah, worst clubs. Like the tunnel was number one, like okay. as far as crime and all that. But, oh. And I remember running away from the camera. Uh, running away from the interview. I didn't want to do the interview. We didn't want to do it. Right. If I would have known what I know then now, I would have done the interview and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and made it whatever. And yeah. You know, not that I would have been Peter Gation because I didn't want to be right. Peter Gation. Right, you want to be the face of the right. but, operation. Um, 
I always ran away from that shit. So I have no fucking clue how I got known. I have no fucking clue hmm. how I became super fake famous. Like, the shit is weird. I have no clue why the fuck I'm on here. I have no clue why the fuck I'm on drink. I was on drink champs. Well, you're on here because you kept asking. <laughs> you're so <laughs> full of shit. You, was, you guys you guys attacked so me. So many texts. You guys um, attacked me. Wait, you just so you just love sneakers? I just love just the guy that loves sneakers. Man. I love rubber and leather. You just have a humongous collection of sneakers. Well, that's it. Okay. That's, what, all I, that's all I did in life. What do you? That's not all you did in life. Hey. <laughs> You've accomplished a lot, right? Um, yeah. What um, twelve what, days you, of fucking Mercy you, College? You bought, you bought this podcast, yeah. You bought um, a Honda Civic, <laughs> yeah. Honda, Honda Accord, Accord. Accord. Don't play me, <laughs> man. How you gonna play me for, uh, man? Honda Accord. I'm sorry. That's uh, like another four to five thousand cocks. I can beat it. <laughs> when DJ Khaled renames his shoes because he can't remember the names, and he's like, huh, huh. <laughs> We call these the the you can't afford these. That shit is the funniest shit. Yeah, Khaled is the funniest. You know what I love about Khaled? Khaled reminds me of, and this is no insult, and this is no. Khaled is the modern day Flavor Flav, because Flav was the same way on camera and off camera, and I know this because my stupid cousin Angela Parker. <laughs> actually had three fucking children from Flavor Flav. Wow. Which is, she's either legally fucking blind or Flav was just the most incredible man on the planet. <laughs> you are you are almost related to him. Right. William yeah. Drayton is almost related. I'm Cousin Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> like, my cousin really had three kids from Flavor Flav. Don't ask me what the fuck she was thinking. She knew what time is it was. She's beautiful. <laughs> is your cousin New York? She's stupid. Oh. No, she's not New York. New York was dickhead. She's... I was around for all that shit. New York is dickhead. Um, my cousin was just dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, she had three kids from Flavor Flav. So I say that to say I don't want to go all over the place because like my fucking story is gonna be on here. Like they're gonna write a book on me and shit. Um, we didn't have to get you drunk. I know. Yeah, water. I got yo. These motherfuckers gave me warm water with no ice. Yeah. But um, room, it's like white people should room te- have it room temperature. It's better for you. Right. You said you had a cold. So you gave me room temperature water. I felt like ice wouldn't be- make it worse. You didn't feel like him. You didn't want to fill your fucking Jeff's, ice. Jeff's and he got a, a doctor. <laughs> yo, Jeff got an ice tray. There's no fucking, you don't put the thing to the machine and the ice comes out. They got an ice tray. What kind of yeah. operation is this is here? From like the 60s. We record a podcast <laughs> out of our apartment. Out of our Frigidaire. Yo, yeah. y- y'all really let a Puerto Rican into your apartment. There's of something course. wrong with you. Well, by accident. We didn't know what you were. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I say that to say like Flav, like, like Khaled is like the same person that he is. Right. On camera, off camera. Yo. <laughs> Wait, huh. Huh. we we call you. No, no, he's like your no, because it's funny because he'll be like your mayor, huh. Huh. and he'll go in his bag and pull out a pair of fucking sneakers, and I'm like, huh, I got those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, well, even though do I don't you, have my guys, what do you what do you think of like his like his guys, Chris Smokes, uh, Ben Kicks, all these guys? Who oh, are we like, want Ben Kicks on the podcast so bad. Trying to get Ben Kicks on the podcast. I don't know if Kyle fucks with Benjamin Kicks. Anymore. No, I know does, that's why it's fascinating. Why doesn't he fuck with Benjamin Kicks? That's what we want to find out because it's like Menudo. He got too old. <laughs> you didn't no. just call Khaled Ricky Martin, did you? Chris no. Chris Smokes is his guy now. Right? Smokes is his man. Like, yeah, Smokes yeah. has been getting shoes forever though. I, I think I think yo Smokes got to have a family member that works in Beaverton. Okay, because yeah. there's no way no, yo Smokes been coming out with all the shit way before Smokes was the guy. I give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Smokes is the guy. He ain't mayor, but yeah. he's the guy. You oh, have everything you want. Oh shit, Shorty just sent me a naked picture. Yeah, <laughs> you have you have all the shoes you you have. She really it, just sent me a naked you have, <laughs> Um, you have every pair you want right now. No. Okay, there's some you don't have. Yeah, yeah. When you want to get those shoes, 
You're not going through Chris Smokes. No, I ain't going through Smokes. You you get them direct. Sometimes. Okay. I get alley oops every now and then. Okay. Joe did me a favor the other day. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted a um so I wanted a cause, the black cause mm-hmm. Jordan Fours that, yes. that came out on raffle only. So before the raffle was unannounced, I was sitting with Joe at the store. And we were talking about shoes. And I'm like, yo, the Reggie, you know what I'm saying? Reggie is the guy that works for Jordan that sends the shit. Reggie's the guy. He's in he's movies. The guy. He's, in, he's in Entourage movies with Mark Wahlberg. And, you know, he's Reggie's the guy. <laughs> Reggie's the guy. Reggie curbed me years ago. Reggie gave me the greatest curb ever. Which was? I'm entertainment marketer and you're not an entertainer. Oh, Ooh, yeah. it's the greatest. But you can't say nothing to it. And it's the smoothest curb. And I respect it because I, I don't get, it's one thing I don't do, I don't get mad over shoes. Right. Yeah. Right. So, motherfuckers get mad. I don't get mad. I don't get mad. I really don't. Like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to get it anyway. Like, yeah. It just makes me want to get it more. And then when Correct. I get it, I'm like, yeah. ha-ha. That's, that's the one thing about social media. That's the great part. Because when somebody tells me no, then I get the shoe anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, so Reggie curbed me years ago. This is years ago, like all-star in Houston, Texas. I'm like, yo, Reg, it's a pleasure to meet you. If you don't want to say, man, you're not an entertainer. Mm. Like, mm. just gave me the whole. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> so, never asking for a shoe again. But I've always seen him. Always say, what's up? Knows who I am fan of mine I'm a fan of his you know mutual respect yeah I'm with Joe the other day and I'm like yo did you get your calls he hit Reggie Reggie said yeah I sent him to the house I said yo I need a pair of them things man I'm going to Dubai I'm hosting Soul DXB yeah. I need some shit you don't want to look like a fool when you're feeding a giraffe you right, know, right, so. right 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 <laughs> I'm going to feed a giraffe in style like even when I wore the, the Jordans they matched the color of the cheetah that I was petting <laughs> yeah. yeah I petted a cheetah and I walked them he walked me at the end but I yeah, walked well, yeah. the cheetah yeah <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That animal will yeah, get yeah. you. Walking, yeah. yeah. LL ain't got nothing on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panther. Panther. Walk a yeah, cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> Walk the world's fastest animal. Um, so, Joe was like, yo, watch this. Joe calls Reg. He's like, yo, Reg. <laughs> Joe, out of nowhere, Joe's like, yo, I don't never ask you for nothing. I'm sitting here with the mayor. And why the fuck he says the mayor? The mayor. I used to say, I used to call myself the mayor. Like, okay. I got a tattoo on my back that says the mayor. Okay. It wanted to be just mayor. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to look behind my neck. Yeah. I got to rub a neck. I'm yeah. going to look behind my neck and see my... Oh, oh, my, yeah, right. Yeah, the my mayor. bitches rub my back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that royalty. Yeah, so they the remember. Mayor. They remember. Yeah. Just in case they forget. Yeah. Call me, call you're not, me, call not, me Mark. We got a problem. You're not just any mayor. You like, are right, the mayor. Like, my yeah. mother calls me mayor. Yeah. My grandmother, God rest her soul, used to call me alcalde, which is mayor in Spanish. Really? Yes. Yeah, nice. Si, está bien. Yeah. Vete pa'l carajo. No me jode, okay? Te meto una ganata, te pongo domingo sin sueño. Pero like. He said, pero like. Tato, tato. So, so, Joe's like, yo, Reg. I'm with the mayor. I don't, I don't even ask you for my kids. I don't never ask you for no shoes for nobody. But mayor's going to be in Dubai, DXB. He needs, he needs that, 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 that cause for. Reg pauses. And Joe got it on speaker. Mm. And Reg goes, tell me I got him. Ooh. Nah, I had the Tiger Woods fist pump the Wh- whole time. What'd you, what'd you do to earn this? I don't know. Yeah. The shit. I'm never gonna something, I, something changed. Reg, I'm never gonna ask you though. Never in person. Do you ever gonna, go a half size up or down just to get the shoe? I've that's another I'm, it's the whole at the whole at. We're okay. gonna get to that. Yeah. Because this is where Clark <laughs> throws it in my face every day. And I, so when I thought I was the coolest motherfucker on the planet. But okay. We're gonna get to we'll that. We'll get there in a second. So Joe, so Reg is like, yo, I got you. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. So he goes, I'll call you later. So now at that time, Store's closing. Joe was going to do a performance, I think. And I'm going home. 
to do something stupid. Um, <laughs> I'm in my apartment, right? Did I go to my house or not? That's my apartment. I went to go see my daughter first. So I went to my apartment. I went to my house, then I went to my apartment. So I go to my apartment because, you know, I'm a bachelor, so I can't bring chicks around the family, so I got keep a, I keep a bachelor pad. <laughs> a Ladies, I got a mean bachelor pad with yeah. George Washington bridge views. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that fly mayor shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about Miami. <laughs> I got that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, but there's not a George Washington bridge in Miami. No. We're not in Miami right now. Right, that's no. what we're, Okay, so we're in New York. Why are you fucking my story? That, know, was, no, that was. We're going to cut all this out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you a hater. <laughs> no, okay. So, so the views is crazy in the crib um <laughs> so like one in the morning joe's man rich player hits me he was like yo what's your address all i hit all i sent back was like yeah, yeah motherfucker yeah. i typed that shit just like that <laughs> yeah motherfucker i actually talked it into siri yeah <laughs> and it worked um shout out to siri <laughs> but now i'm like yo is reg gonna send these shits on time so here go to fly shit <laughs> they announced the raffle the next day or two days later. I I tell every I never win anything in life, <laughs> never. I enter the raffle. I tell my ex girl to enter the raffle. I tell my daughter to enter the raffle. I tell my mentor who's like fucking eighty to enter the raffle. <laughs> I'm putting his credit card information. In. Yeah. Nobody wins. I don't win. I don't win. My ex girl don't win. My daughter calls me. I was like, Yo, I want a raffle. I said, fuck, get the fuck, fuck out of here. here. Yeah. <laughs> so now I got I got the shoe. Now I got two shoes coming. But I know that's not coming before I leave. <clears throat> but I'm happy that I'm getting a shoe. Right. But I'm mad that I'm like, I'm I'm packing to go to Dubai and I'm like, yo, where the fuck are these shoes? So Saturday morning. I live in one of them fly buildings where the doorman texts you, you got a package. They they email you. You got a package. <laughs> so I'm like, I call the building. Yo, where's the package from? He's like, it's got somebody's name on it. I said, no, where's the package from? Look, does it say Beaverton, Oregon? Yeah, how'd you know? Whoop. I start dancing in the middle of the fucking street. <laughs> no, I, I was dancing like Swiss Beats was the other day on the, in his skates in his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was me. That was me in the middle of the street the other day. And it was cold outside. <laughs> like, I was literally doing a fucking dance. So I wound up getting shoes, and I was like, oh, shit, this shit is so fly. But I wound up, I wound up, going, I wound up having two pairs. So that shit was fly. Shout out to Reggie. I love you. Shout out to Joe, my man. Appreciate Big shout Well, okay, but now that you won the shoes... Do you feel like you cashed in your favor with Reggie, like prematurely? Could you have used that on something else that's coming mm. up down the? Down I the didn't pike? cash in the favor. That was Joe's favor. <laughs> <laughs> but can but do you still have that connect for for something down the line? I don't. I have people in that building that I can access. Mm. Not Reggie. Like mm. I ain't, I ain't trying to put it out there. But I got right, a few like more. Phil. Yeah, yeah. No, not yeah, Phil. Yeah. Well, Phil's not even in charge no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Trevor Edwards, Mark Parker. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, will you ever go a half size up or half size down? So, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So in my heyday, <laughs> when I was very happy, mind you, my foot, my feet shrunk. It's a whole other story. What? Yeah, yeah. I was 318 pounds. I it am was now. All on your feet. I am now 205 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You I, look great. Thank you. I'm yeah, very yeah. sexy. Very sexy. Um. So I wore a nine and a half. That's what you used to wear. I'm an eight and a half now. Crazy. Yeah, it's retarded. No, my head, my head shrunk. My head size is. A, yeah. I used to be a seven and five eighths. I'm a seven and one fourth. I got a baby head now. Pause. Like, <laughs> shit is retarded. Like, no, no, it's scary. Like, eight and a half shoe now. Like, eight and a half. <laughs> All your shit's at home in, in nine and a half. 75% of my shit's nine and a half. Ah. Yeah. So, Clark, my plug, yep. mm-hmm. used to go to Portland all the time. Yeah. Sample size, size nine. Yes. Clark used to be like, yo, I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> they got this. You want that. You want this? 
I'll send you this. I'm like, if shit ain't a nine and a half, I don't want it, man. He's like, your man, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you crazy? Take the insole out. Do something. I got no, I'm talking about shit that I've never had in my collection. Take the insole out. And I was this cocky fat motherfucker, like, nah, man, if it ain't a nine and a half, I don't want it. Clark is like, yo, what are you fucking stupid? And I tell you, Clark never talks well, about like this. Follow-up question. Are you fucking stupid? Yes, yes. Okay. The stupidest motherfucker on the planet. Because you could have had well, those nines. Well, maybe that's nines. what you're famous for. You could have had those <laughs> nines right now. You ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? <laughs> I wouldn't be good. You're right. You wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, yo, nah, I don't want it. Boy. If I could have them shoes back. Right now? What? Man, I was turning down Sheed, P.E.'s, Rashid Wallace shit, this shit. I could have. Dumbest thing you've ever done. One of the dumbest things I've ever done And by the way, I, be, I bet Clark never let you forget it. Never, 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 never. And he goes, oh, you're eight and a half now. You could have wore those nines. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was the um, dumbest dickhead shit. I was the. Talk about the resale game real quick. Fuck resellers. <laughs> I hate y'all little motherfuckers. Yo, people were on the floor after Complex Con was like done flipping shoes. Yo, they hated me in Complex Con. What, you why? saw what I was doing, man. No, <laughs> you saw what I was doing. Them fucking lines was around how, the corner. How many? I brought home 19 shoes. How many of them were the Rockefeller ones? Eight. Eight? I got 14 Rockefellers right now. Size? Eight and eight and a half. <laughs> you saw the lines was around the corner. Yo, yeah. we saw I fights. Didn't, I didn't wait on line for any shoe. We saw fights. I didn't, I didn't wait online. Yo, actually, I bet you would have probably been like more apt to get robbed for your shoes than you were your jewelry out there on the complex con floor. <laughs> if they really wanted something and there were like 30 little like 14 year olds. Yo, they bombarded the door before it opened. I was outside and they just hopped over the fence and started jumping into the like the metal detector was about They're to move. Crazy. Yeah. You would host sneaker con at like Highline Ballroom or, you know. Sneaker pimps. Or yeah. Sneaker pimps. Yeah, yeah. All those shows. Did you see what this was going to become? I never. I knew what the resale game was, and I hated it because I hate to see kids wait online and not be able to buy a shoe. Right. And like to wear it. And if you wore like if you bought a shoe and you wore it in front of me, like I was your fucking hero. Like the Quest Love Air Force One and A Life when they had that gold toe release and the first kid won it, and he was afraid to like walk back to his car and shit. Right. But um, he put him on his feet. I was like, I'm your biggest fan. Mother. Yeah. I'm your biggest fan right now. Yeah. I'm gonna walk you to your car. Ain't nobody ain't nothing gonna happen. Don't worry about it. Come on. Like, so I'm an advocate of stuff like that, but. <coughs> I never knew the resale game. I knew what it was going to be because, but it didn't make no sense for me. Now with robots and bots and all that stuff and being able to buy shit in multiple and, and what do they call these shit? Now virtual credit cards and all the shit that you could do right now, which is fucking crazy, which is a whole other business. Yeah. I used to say, I did an article. I was on the cover of Village Voice. Super fake famous. Man. Yeah, I was just going to say. Like the yeah. week before was Jay-Z and then the I week after. I mean, it's a free newspaper. The, so yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest free newspaper yeah. in the world. But, um, killing you right now. <laughs> chill, chill. Hov was on the week before yeah. and Rudy Giuliani was on the week after. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, no, like. Fuck Rudy Giuliani. Hey, but, hey, hey. No, no, hey, I like hey, you. Hey, hey, no, hey. You're good. I like Jay. Hey, Jay. Don't fuck with Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani is the reason that your fucking city is the one of the most expensive, beautiful cities in the world. Rudy cleaned this motherfucker up. As much as the asshole as he was, he cleaned this shit up. Yep. Had your shit looking pretty. You could walk down 42nd Street right now and not get beat up because yeah, of Rudy. He's also like, you know, an yeah, enforcer to, of racist yeah, and African-American uh, people. Yeah, horrible uh, policies, but, you know, yeah. whatever. One he hated my, art. And, yeah, there's a lot of that. One of my friends, Rudy, one of my friends worked for Rudy John. I think Rudy Giuliani's oh. first day in office, he arrested Al Shopter. Yeah. yeah. I like it was yeah, like one yeah. of those retarded things. But, yeah, fuck Rudy, too. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Cover the village voice. Yeah. Cover the village voice. Amazing. I'm talking about, I'm doing an article. 
and the chick that interviewed me was dumb, but whatever. <laughs> she was dumb. Elizabeth Dworsky. She was. I never forget that name because I want to fucking tear her head off. Yo, be honest. <laughs> no, no, she was a fucking moron. Um, I told her this is her first time doing a sneaker interview. Yeah. I'm like, yo, let me. I don't want to. Pro- I'm not gonna tell you to change nothing, but let me proofread so you don't make no mistakes. Right. And she made a million fucking mistakes and yeah. made me look like I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Right. But obviously the world knew because, like, she wrote Tinker Hatfield's my favorite because he invented the Air Force One. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Kilgore did. Not fucking. Right. Bruce Kilgore designed the, the, the Air Force One, not the Tinker Hatfield. And but, who is Tinker Hatfield anyway, right? You know? Well, Tinker's, Tinker's the goat. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, know, I know. I know you do. Yes. I'm yeah. saying, you like sneakers. Yes. But I'm on the cover and I'm, she's talking about reselling. And I'm like, yo, does this make any sense that a kid stands online for three days, 72 hours, buys a sneaker for $150, and then sells it for $325? He's online for three days. He smells like a butt cheek sandwich. <laughs> His breath smells like a hot bowl of shit. And then when you do $175 in profit, divided by 72 hours. Not great. You're working no. for $3 an hour. Go work at McDonald's. Or, or, go or up, Blimpy. Or Blimpy's. <laughs> yeah. Go apply something else to your, like, go apply something, like, go apply. So I used to hate it. Like, I used to, ugh. Right. Now it's like, People got bots. They get multiple pairs. They do this. They do that. I, I'm not mad at it, like the way I used to be, because now it's just it's just part of the game. What do you like about the shoe game right now? Do you fuck with retros? Yeah, I like retros. I like Adidas. I like retros. I like I love retro Jordans still. I love things that like I love I love all kind of stuff. I like I love shoes. I love the fact that it's a way of life. I love the fact that unlike Mr. Rodolfo Franklin, aka. God's favorite DJ, <laughs> aka Clark Kent. Yeah, it's a culture. Mm-hmm. He says it's, he says it's a division of he says it's a division of a hip hop culture. I'm like, no, sneakers is a culture because some of these kids that look up to you don't know you produced any fucking record in this world. They know you as a sneaker god. Oh, you're killing them right now. <laughs> no, there's a lot of kids that don't know. It's a lot, how many young kids don't know that Clark did anything with Reasonable Doubt or Discover Jay Z? They know right. Clark from a sneaker designer who has an amazing right. sneaker Sky's collection. Limit. Right. right. So yeah. that's their that's their culture. Clark is part of their culture, that young culture, because they know Clark is a sneaker guy. Mm-hmm. But Clark thinks it's just all part of hip hop culture. He's right. Okay. He's, he's a division of hip hop. But isn't culture. it more of like a? It's like a Venn diagram, right? Like there's. Um, I, I twelve days that. of college, brother. I don't know what a Venn diagram. You I don't were good at math. <laughs> yeah. I was very good at math. Yeah. A Venn diagram. Yeah, that's this crossover. You know, like there's, so, like, that, there's that thing in the middle is where there's hip hop culture, about. there's sneaker culture, and then where they, they meet. Yeah, oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like when the Y chromosome breaks the X chromosome and the baby's born. and Yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Health okay. class. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Wasn't no good at that either. So, yeah. What, what, is, what, what do you like about sneaker culture right now? I just like the fact that I, I like the fact that it's still here. Right? They said hip-hop was going to die. It's the greatest genre of music ever. Um... <clears throat> They said the sneakers are going to be dead because of the resellers and, you know, now that mainstream America has it and, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Without the hype, without social media, without the bullshit, I wouldn't make six figures a year without selling the shoe mm-hmm. off of sneakers. And that's not off my marketing agency, my consulting company. That's not off of the apartments that I own. This is straight off of sneakers. Right. I host shows. I'm a brand ambassador for Crepitech. I'm a brand ambassador for Kicks USA. Mm-hmm. I'm a project manager for a clothing brand called Tacma. Like, these is checks 
that come in based off my love and passion for sneakers and fashion. So to be able to pull these checks without selling sneakers, mm. wow. Yo. Wow. Whatever kids fucked with your head for wearing those sneakers. Back oh, they in the day. oh they they ask me for shit to this day. But look at how you like killed them. Yeah. <laughs> I killed them in the streets. I killed them out of the streets. I killed them you know what I'm saying? Like every check should have their name like in the memo, nah, you know? It's, it's crazy, man. Like, you know, I get paid to Yeah, I get I get paid to show up at sneaker con on Saturday. Shit is crazy. Did you, I get paid to record Mayor Mondays on my on that YouTube channel. Like literally, I record them shits nine or ten weeks in a row. Like I record nine episodes in one week. So I'm like Marlon Brando in old age. Like, you know, I used to walk around with no pants on. Like yeah, I yeah. literally, I'm literally in my underwear. Yeah. And I'm just changing my chop every episode. I put on they a different piece of jewelry, a different shoes. watch. Yeah. No, no, because I'm sitting at my table, I'm sitting in my sneaker room. I literally, I'm literally in my fucking underwear. No bullshit. I'm changing my sweatshirt. I'm putting on a different watch, a different right. jewelry, different hat, and I'm just recording You're videos. You're talking head, yeah. Right, and it's and the shit is I'm talking I'm, I'm head detective. Do right. you do you watch unboxing videos? No, I can't. I don't watch YouTube. <laughs> I can't stand YouTube. <laughs> they want me to have a YouTube channel. They're driving me crazy to get one. That's money. All money ain't good money. Mm. I got offered yesterday, day before. I got offered whatever I want. Like, you hear me? Whatever I want. For what? To be an ambassador for Big Baller Brand. Wait, hold on. Who made that offer? My, none, none of the balls. I don't oh. know none of the balls. I don't know none of them. There's a guy doing marketing for them. There's a guy doing some strategic stuff for okay. them. And his job is to make them cool. That's he, a big job. He reached out to me. You know, Mayor, what do you want? You said a good sneaker. <laughs> I said, ain't enough money in the world. My, ain't enough money in the world to make me rock a sketches, my brother. Oh, my God. He's like, what do you mean? I said, Brand Black makes Big Baller Brand. Who owns Brand Black? Sketches. <laughs> He's like, you should, I know what I'm talking about, B. <laughs> I don't open my mouth, pause, unless I know what I'm talking about. Now that all money ain't good money. Right. He's like, yo, you sure? I'm like, yo, my. He's like, can I get? Can I at least get a quote out of you? You want a quote out of me? I ain't fucking with them. Wow. I'm not putting my name on a $500 shoe that sucks. You'd rather wear the real Kobe. <laughs> exactly. I don't even want to call that shit a fake Kobe. That's a disgrace to call it a fake Kobe. Mm. But yeah, I was like, all money ain't good money. So like, I'm at a point where I'm turning shit down. Like, yeah. Can we just go over some sneakers real quick? Sure. Um, those are cool. Thank you. Uh. I got him the other night. Yeah, we're going to stay quiet about that. Yeah. We're not, not going to mention what shoe you got on. But thank you. I caught a check that night, and yeah. I didn't even show up. <laughs> um, uh, it's nice when you get paid to post shit. Do you That's like, the fly shit ever, too. That is the fly That's shit. The fl- when you catch a bag. Yeah. And I ain't cheap. You catch a bag to post shit. <laughs> Tap me on the back. <laughs> My man. You are the mayor. Yeah. Um. Do, do you like what LeBron has done in general? For his sneakers, I'm a LeBron stand. Okay, I'm a LeBron stand since 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 high school. I'm a LeBron. I, I've always been a player guy. Like yep. Larry Bird, being from the Bronx, yep. having a high that I was a Larry Bird. I had a Larry Bird shrine in my house. Was kind of scary growing yeah. up in the Bronx. Yep. Loving Larry Bird was scary. Yep. Um, I was an Allen Iverson guy. Uh, I'm a LeBron guy. You, I'm a LeBron guy. LeBron Seven is my favorite 
basketball shoe ever. Ever? Yeah. Opposed to the Air Revolution is number two. 1986, Mark Jackson used to wear it, the big blue and red shoe with the strap on it, the big, fat, ugly strap. It was called the Air <laughs> Revolution. That's my second. That was, that was my favorite basketball shoe ever until the LeBron 7. Do you like what KD has done? I liked KD in the beginning. What they did with KD, they fucked it up. After the KD4 had a 96% sell-through, I only know that because I have relationships with brands. But um, then they realized how hot the shoe was, and then the KD5 went up in price, and it was whack. The KD6 went up in price. They kept going up in price, and that shit, they fucked it up. Kyrie. Good now. I wasn't sold in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but I love it. I think it's a dope shoe, and I like what he's doing. The original Yeezys. Ugliest, most comfortable shoe I've ever seen in my life. It looked like a fucking bomb exploded. <laughs> but one of the most comfortable shoes ever. I wore it to my daughter's Sweet 16 three months before it came out. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was the man in the bowling alley that night. Um, I had a bowling party for my daughter, and I wore it. My oldest daughter, my stepdaughter, and I wore the shoe, and it was pretty cool. Did you like the colorways that they did like in the next couple of generations? Uh, the Yeezy 2, I loved. The Nike Yeezy 2, I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Turtle Dove, I loved. The big gray space boot I didn't like. I like what he's doing right now. You like the Adidas ones? Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, if I had to choose the Nike, the second Nike one is my favorite one out of all. Yeah. Though. What was the red one? Red, the red October. October's. Yeah. I have a few pair. <laughs> um, a few. <laughs> back to the big baller brand. Is there anything they can do to rescue? No, they're cooked. Already. He should have took a deal from a company. Yeah, he probably they probably will do that eventually. I, st- I still think he'll take a check from a brand eventually, and I think a brand is stupid enough to give him a check anyway. Wow. Um, in terms of uh, your taste for shoes, is it more about like uh, uh, performance or is it about like the look of a shoe? In the beginning, it was all about look. That's why Air Force Ones are my favorite shoe. It looked good on my feet. It's just mm. not comfortable at all. But I've learned walking complex cons <laughs> and walking agenda trade shows yeah. that you need comfortability on your feet. I could wear a Roshi. I could wear an Ultra Boost. I could wear a. Oh, I could wear anything but a fucking Air Force on a trade show ever again. What about a Croc? <laughs> do you love? <laughs> do you love or hate Harachis? I love Harachis. Yeah, right. I love Harachis. Yeah. Wait, Same. have you worn a Croc? <laughs> Oh, I, I love Harachis. <laughs> no, people say that they're very comfortable. I've worn I them. I love Harachis. Yeah, I feel like we're awesome. talking a lot about Harachis and not about Crocs. <laughs> um, white what people. Else? White people. White yeah. people. Birkenstocks. <laughs> How much Bitcoin do you own? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kidding in this apartment. Um, Birkin Crocs. <laughs> At home, you have. 3,600 pairs of sneakers around. Do you keep them in... Do you keep them actually in your home? I have... Or you have storage units. I have 80% of my sneakers in both my house and my apartment. Then I have storage units and I have all kinds. What do you fly in? Like when you go to the airport, you just need something like just to get from A to B and take them off at the... Or I don't know if you're like pre-check or something like that, but... TSA pre, yes, yeah. definitely. What do you? What do you? I can't get global entry because of my you, criminal record. What do you? Fly dumbasses gave me TSA pre. Um, <laughs> what do you fly in? Slippers, for real? Yeah, flip flops, Gucci oh. flip flops. So yeah. yeah, if I had to, like maybe a, a Air Max One or something, if mm-hmm. it's yeah, like an Air Max One or something like that. What about the cowed slides? The eye slides. <laughs> the ones that the, say like, "We the best." Uh, I had eye slides before Khaled had slides. Eye slides reached out to me first. I had Mayor slides before that. Really? What did you say on them, Mayor? <laughs> Wait, like uh, one one and no, mayor no just mayor <laughs> yeah may your no no just mayor on both my logo on both my tag on both smart ass 
We call these. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> we call these the alcaldes. <laughs> Yo, Mayor, man, you had one incredible life. It's just getting started. I yeah. know, I know. It's but still going. Still yeah, going. it's but, funny because yeah. I, I, I always say like, am I getting too old for this shit? Like, no, I don't. It's funny because. I dyed my beard, right? Okay. Because I got gray hair. Okay. Because I'm fucking 45 and I'm bald. <laughs> and I always say, like, there's certain things. Like, I, you know, on top of this crazy sneaker collection, I have an insane watch collection as well. Like, mm-hmm. I have a crazy watch collection, right? But I also have a lot of nice jewelry. And I always say, like, I can't have gray hair and wear this big, gaudy jewelry. <laughs> so when I stop dyeing my beard, yeah. I got to get rid of all this shit. <laughs> I'm never going to get rid of your watch because your wrist watches are nice and right. I, I love my watches. But, like, I could still wear my TS chain because it's small, but I can't wear this massive... Cuban link around my neck that's diamond out with gray hair. Like it's just not gonna, it's not gonna work. I disagree. You do? Yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like you could age gracefully with, uh, with the beard. I don't know. I'm afraid. I mean, you know, it might match the the jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid though. Like it's it's weird. Like I don't I don't know. I used to tell like I told my kids one time when I'm 40 I was gonna stop messing with shoes. Then I turned it to 45. And then my daughter was like, Yo, just stop lying. Do your kids mess with shoes like like you do? Um. Weird scenario. My daughter was a Converse girl, which was great. <laughs> now she wants Yeezys because she's got to be cool. Oh, and, yeah. And then my grandson has to have his Yeezys because he's fucking cool, too. You know, they made them in kid sizes that won't go around. They made the black and the yeah, white yeah, in kid yeah, sizes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I bought him a 9 and a 10C, and now he's out, he's outgrown those, so that's thank <laughs> God. But um, my son, when I moved to Jersey... You know, me and my girlfriend, Sharon, my ex-girlfriend at the time, my girlfriend at the time, ex-girlfriend now, we mm-hmm. broke up a few times. And um, she was living in the Bronx and I was living in Jersey. And when we finally got back together and I moved the family all in together, I bought a house and I moved the family all into the house. And I was real, really, really family orientated for a hot second. Like, you know, I, I'm not one of those guys, but we had to have dinner. I don't give a fuck what you do. You could lock yourself in your room and my son could lock himself in his room and watch porn. Or I don't give a fuck what he does, but seven o'clock, come downstairs for dinner. Right. If I'm running late, just you know, give me an hour. If I'm not home by eight, then eat. But I wanted the dinners together and then go back about your business, go back and jerk off, go back and get on the phone with whatever <laughs> the fuck you want, right? So high school comes and I had to explain to my son at the time, like, yo, people are gonna find out that you're my son. Some of these little hype beasts in your school are gonna be like, oh shit, you're mayor's son. He did a great job of weeding out the friends that wanted to be his friends just to get into my sneaker room. Mm. He did a fucking amazing job Shout at that shit. Yeah, how did he do a, that? I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Hmm. Because he, he would come home and tell me like, yo, there's this dude who wants to see the sneaker room, and I'm like, but I don't mess with him in school really, so it's not happening. You know, a couple of his friends did come, and they wound up stay with. They were his friends. They're his friends to this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he graduated. They're friends to this day. And I was like, you know, you, you did a real good job at that shit. Like That's that dope. shit. Was, that shit was cool. Yeah. Like my daughter. My daughter got my attitude. So my daughter's like, "Fuck you. You're not getting in the house. I don't give a fuck if we cool or not." Right. So, and then my oldest daughter. You know, she works in the post office, and she's she was never into the shit. Um, who do you think made the best Air Force Ones this go round? Out of this whole collection, mm-hmm. I mean, from a fan. From a fan stand perspective, I'm glad the Rockefeller Air Force One came out because of what it is and what it was. And when they came out back in the days and Clark had all the pairs, he didn't give me one. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> shout to Rodolfo Franklin. Um, so I didn't get one, but I winded up getting one. And then it's funny because the other day I went to Just Blaze's house. Mm-hmm. 
and his new spot yeah, yeah yeah this is like what sneakers does for you like you just have relationships with these people and you just go to people's houses <laughs> and because of sneakers so i go to justice house and he put up a picture of a shoe and i'm like yo you have that shoe and he was like yo he pulled out a old he put out the, the blueprint two air force wow and it was an eight and a half and it had memphis bleak's name on the box <laughs> and he handed me that shit he was like yo here I was like, my man. <laughs> my Denzel voice came out, my man. Like, I was like, oh shit. And I got to his house and he was recording, like they were doing a tribute to Prodigy and he was recording, you know, some moments with Prodigy and he was talking about how cool he was with Prodigy, God bless the dead. And you know, even with the, when Jay was doing the, the takeover stuff, he was cool with Prodigy, like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was doing the whole thing and I was like, I'm, I'm in awe watching this and I'm like, oh shit. And then, you know, everybody left and we're talking about shoes. And he's like, yeah, I got this shoe for Clark. He had to pull out a shoe for Clark that he had. And then I wanted to take it just so Clark couldn't have it. <laughs> just, just, just me and my evil, yeah. devilish ways when it comes to my brother. But um, he handed me this shoe. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I got the Blueprint 2 Air Force. Amazing. Yeah, so that was dope. I posted it on my Instagram. And I was like, yo, this is hot. Did you tag Bleak? <laughs> no, no, I didn't tag <laughs> I didn't want Casanova coming to get me. I ain't want Cass to book me for my watch. Right, 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 right. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Exactly. Shout to Cass. Yo, um, thank you so much for coming nah, through. That's, that's the, that's the, they keeping me out now. Get this old, get this old motherfucker out of here. That's it. I want the longest podcast you have. This is, this is up there. This is, this is, so, listen, so, you yeah. drank your water. Yeah. I still got some left. <laughs> We're not going to allow you to get as old here as Ted Smooth. That's right. That's right. Do remember that he don't remember. <laughs> you know what's fly? What's that? This was an amazing podcast because we barely talked about shoes. There you go. That's what I love. About. We just wanted to know your story. Yeah. And thank you for sharing it. Thank you. Yeah. Now they're going to throw me under the jail. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, we are It's The Real. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's The Real. And if people want to know where they can go get their tickets for our upcoming show, live on the SOB stage here in New York City on January 10th, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com and get your tickets today. I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-E-L. No apostrophes, no spaces. Itsthereal.com. You can always listen to all of our old episodes and our new ones go to itunes search for a waste of time with it's the real or go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time we are on both go subscribe today go rate us that helps us get higher in the rankings and then more people will listen to us that's right you can always listen to our album our album that we put out this year called teddy bear fresh hey it is on spotify it's on apple music title google play pandora any streaming service that you want audio mac whatever it's there go get that you can always find us on instagram at it's the real twitter at it's the real facebook at it's the real we are also on snapchat at it's it's the real and it's the real it's the real on twitch even though we haven't used it but it is there and you can always find us probably recording a podcast in our apartment, putting out episodes every Tuesday. Jeff, you know this podcast isn't going anywhere unless you guys, our loyal and large listening base, spreads the word. We're looking to double our audience from this year, just like we did last year and the year before that. So we know it starts with us. We like to shout you guys out and let you know that we're thinking of you because you're thinking of us. Jeff, who do you want to shout? I want to shout out two people that went to my middle school who I haven't heard from in years. Mm-hmm. 
Both of them are named Alex, Alex Novohovsky, and also Alex Correa. Jeff shouted you out. You guys should shout out us. Jeff, I would like to shout out the two latest comments that we got on iTunes. One is from Pasadena150, who said, been listening to the show for a good two years now. Wasted a lot of time listening. Mad funny and great guests with Combat Gone RIP. This will take up a lot of my hip-hop podcasting. And King LAC 1984 who labeled his thing Real Cool Guys, and that's very nice, said, love the fact that you guys are into everything Rockefeller, good show, and he put the peace sign up. Peace to you, King LAC 1984. And guys, if you go to iTunes, leave something nice about us, give us five stars, and spread the word about this podcast. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Happy New Year. And as always, and into 2018, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys in the new year. Brrrah!